Manual for the Power Ranger game today. After read it. Oh, nice! Yeah, Is that the new cool. Monster Manual or the old one? No, the, it's the Monster Manual for the game, uh, role playing game. It's nice. I th- I thought they um. I got the PDF. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, how did they? How did you know how to use some of them? Um, <laughs> yeah, um, I got the PDF for my Vampire Kill Hitler book. Nice. I'm still waiting on that physical trade. Eat the right. That's the same thing. Cool. That's they they sent me the PDF for that yeah. like a, last month. Oh, but the, each. Um, expansion and each like book has uh, monsters to use. Like, yeah, no, I, I play D and D. Yeah, D and D has like the base monster manual, the expanded monster manual, and then whatever monsters they wanted to create for each setting. Yeah, so this one has this. This is the official monster manual that has all the big bad guys and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Anyway, so hello, welcome to the episode. The oh my god, hello, welcome to Andrew's Amazing Podcast. I'm your host, James Santana. As always, enjoyed by my illustrious sidekick, Hunter Van Lero. For all time, always, baby. And we were brought to you by Andrew's Amazing Comics down in Salem, New York. Now let's get started with the show or some news, guys. You know, by the topic, we'll be talking about Loki. So make sure you go back, watch all six episodes. Six. It's six. Six episodes of Loki season two, and jump here. We will also be covering some stuff that we talk about. Normally, when we cover season two of a show, we do reference some parts of season one. So if you haven't caught up, make sure you go back and let's watch season one, season two, or you can just listen to our episode of season one um, of Loki and hear us talk about the show then. Uh, so yeah, let's jump into it. We have tons of news. We got and- four trailers. Let's do the four trailers first, please. Yes. So and we then have- we'll talk about the strike. And yes. then we'll go into the news. Okay, okay. <laughs> or we can just talk about the strike first, technically. Either one. Let's do the strike real quick because it's not really yeah. too newsworthy for us, per se, because we're not actors. But yeah. hey, the strike is over. Actors are getting paid at least what they negotiated. Yes. So let's and go, big, baby. We're back. Yeah. And, and then the so much news blew up because of that. Yes, so why we have a ton of news. Of, we we only have two or like... three things, but some of the other trailers and stuff, like those were literally on hold. Yeah, exactly. Um, they like I feel like after last week we got like six trailers, but we, yeah. we're only talking about four. But we got like so many trailers. We did, and that's the whole thing. It was really like the trailers. Fucking Planet of the Apes trailer. We're not talking about it, but Planet yeah. of the Apes trailer, dude. Let's go. I didn't watch it yet. Oh my goodness! I know. I, and I, I watched. They're, they're building up to. They're building up to the classic trilogy, and it's yeah. gonna be crazy. I watched it with my dad. I watched those movies with my dad. Yeah, man. They're 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 a very. I watched those movies with my dad too. They're a very dad movie. Like he showed me that because they were like they're his childhood, you know, the originals. Yeah. And then the Mark Wahlberg one came out when he was like, like almost thirty, and he was like, "This is crazy." And then you know we got the James Franco into the new current ones. Yeah. And he's like, "I can share these with you now because you're old enough to understand these." But I've I've only seen the original, the first one, and then I've seen all the new ones. I haven't seen Mark Wahlberg or the other trilogy. I've seen all. I've seen the Mark Wahlberg one. I've seen this. I've seen them all. I want to read the books. I hear the books for Marvel are pretty good. Uh, yes, they are. Yeah, I, think, I think it's Beware with, uh, the Planet of the Apes is the new one. Beyond, uh, Beware the Planet of the Apes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that one is pretty cool. Word. Yeah, I gotta check back because, like, I feel like the Alien Predator and now Planet of the Apes books have largely gone under the radar for Marvel. The only one I'm, like, actively looking forward to is Wolverine Predator, because, duh. 
But like, I do want to go back and see what they're doing because Alien has relaunched three times, I think. Four. Yeah, and, and it's two of them are like the same writer. It's because vi- the last volume in this, uh, sorry, you know, three times is rebooted. Uh, Alien, they they rename them after they get uh, put into trade. So Alien yeah. Thor is the last story leads directly into this story. Yeah, Philip Kennedy Johnson did the first twelve. Yes. and then it dropped to, I think it's Percy, or he's or or Percy's doing Predator. Either one. Percy's doing Predator. Um, yeah, so Predator. I didn't like the first fall, the first arc, but yeah. they I heard they relaunched recently too. So that's coming out later on. Oh, okay. So it's yeah, they announced the relaunch yeah. slash sequel. So yeah, I'll probably jump into that one. I don't know. I don't like the idea of wearing predator armor as a human. It just doesn't make sense. It's fine with me. It's you know, like, I mean, I've only read the first issue when it first came out. So, you know, and I've only heard meh things, but I am going to give it a chance once, you know, I have, we were just talking about it off mic. I'm so far behind on my backlog. Once I finally catch up, I can start, you know, going here and there. I've been no, power through, powering through a lot of stuff, though. I'm reading Superman War World Saga, though. Had to jump that to the top of the list because <laughs> I, I heard it was so good, and it is. It is really good. But, yeah, so the writing strike is over. Uh, this is why we have a ton of and stuff. the actor like, strike. Sorry, actor strike is over. That's why we have a ton of, like, trailers to talk about. That's why we've been getting news and casting rumors and, and like, coming out of the woodwork. Um, the, the right now, the thing is, like, AI is still kind of, like, in the air about what they want to do with AI, but whatever. Yeah, they're – I feel like in the next few years, it'll be chopped. Dude, remember fucking NFTs? <laughs> yeah. Like, NFTs, like, just officially died, like, two months ago. Like, there are still some – don't get me wrong. There are still a few people. But, like, remember fucking what happened before Bitcoin? Like, yeah, sure, Bitcoin and cryptocurrency are still around, but – Nobody talks about them as much unless you're chronically into them or you're a finance bro. I know. It's true. And, and those usually go one and the same. Yeah. So, so NFTs are like, yeah, sure, I'll see one every once in a while, and I'll just be like, why? Okay, sure. But like I they know. like officially died like the other day, and it was like, whoa, that's crazy. Well, what so, happens? You know, I feel like the AI stuff, while AI will still be around and we'll still build towards it, once we get to a point where AI becomes a real problem, we'll shut those servers down as soon as possible. Well, yeah. Because if we don't, they're going to figure out how to not get shut down, and then we're going to have a Terminator situation. It's and really, I'm not dealing with the Terminator situation, all right? It, it re- <laughs> what really it is – I don't know John Connor. What really it is, it's the idea that once the business can't make money off of AI, they won't use it anymore. Well, yeah, because they'll I mean? see that a lot of movies are getting – like let's say an AI movie, TV show, book, whatever comes out – People will start to pick up on it. People will start to notice how generic these scripts are, and eventually people will just stop seeing movies. So then they'll stop making money, and then they'll be like, oh, AI is garbage. Let's get writers again. Yep, exactly. And there will still be people who are diehard. Like, we'll still get movies done by people, but we'll see We'll see a lot of stuff going AI, at least by the big – like, fucking Disney will do it. I can guarantee you Disney will do it at some point. They'll make it's a f- AI generated movie. Let's shut the fuck up. You know that, that kind of stuff. I, even though they're the house of animation, I feel like they'll they'll pull something. I mean, I want to. They already lo- they already loosely dabbled with Secret Invasion's opening credits. They're like, we paid an artist to do it, and then we ran that through AI. I'm like, why? Yeah, there's no. Like, why there. would you do that? They're like, it's supposed to be weird. I'm like, pay fucking Temple Smith to do something. You know what I mean? Like Temple Smith draws weird stuff. Do Jeff Lemire? Let Jeff Lemire draw. 
dude will creep you the fuck out. Like <laughs> Mike Mignola, put him on there. There they have people that can do trippy, weird art. Tradmore, if you want to go bonkers, I do, I dislike Tradmore, but it would have been better than the AI generation that came out of whatever. I mean, I don't know who the artist was that did it. I'm not saying their work is bad, but running it through the AI, it's like, dude, if he already did them weird, why make them? So someone will try it soon. And then they'll realize, like you said, no one will be making money and they'll pull the cord on that AI stuff. Absolutely. You know, or there'll be another strike and then they'll all explode and cave instantly. Cause if they go through another strike, they're fucked. <laughs> we showed them this time that we're all pretty good. You know, like writer strike was handled faster than the actor strike, and the actor strike was handled with fucking prejudice and execution. They were like, "Fuck you." <laughs> I mean, that's where that's really what they did. There was literally a moment that happened like earlier last month where the where the people who were opposing the strike, um, the big companies were like, "This is our final offer. We can't budge anymore." And then literally a week later, they're like, "We caved." <laughs> they had to. like, "We'll we'll win." You know, down the line, we'll be fine. Yeah, but you know, there will be coming uh, come a point where they have to fix things. Oh yeah, and uh, it'll probably be twenty twenty five is when we'll get another like uh, AI spike because what, they uh, no, so they have to produce. Well, they have to produce any movies that are made with AI, depending on whatever rules you're about to tell me. Like, yes. if any AI movies are in production right now and they're going to put them out or whatever skeevy ways they're going to get there. Eventually we'll find out. Or they'll come to theaters 2025. So we'll find out and we'll nip those in the bud. We'll in be like, the writing strike and their actor strike, they can't use AI to generate stuff. So well, they can't use AI to generate people, people, the writer strike. They had already said they couldn't use AI, but, to write an, but animation can do anything. They, nope. want. they can't because it's still part of script writing. No, no, I'm not talking about writing. I'm talking about the art. Oh yeah. That's that. that. Like, yeah, sure. A lot of like, because AI takes from a lot of people's artwork, yeah. but if you hire your artists, I guess to do AI art, I don't know. I don't they'll know. fucking figure it out, man. Well, they'll legalize the won't legalize it. But they'll find a legalese, a loophole yeah. to do an AI animated film, and then once that comes out, people will be like, "What the fuck?" I mean, I mean, the biggest thing is like this: both contracts hold for three three years, so twenty twenty six. So. As far as we know, it's covered in writers. They can't use it in, and they can't use it to generate people. So, yeah. uh, unless there's an animator, like an animator strike, which that doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon, because I think the problem with they AI, were dabbling with it. Well, AI art is very technical, so having a whole movie done in AI art for animation would be too hard for a computer to do. Properly. Well, not if it's like done over the course of a few years, you know. I mean, that at that point, you just have animators do it. It'd be cheaper and short-term return faster. You I know? don't think it'll be cheaper. I think the returns will be bigger on a actually animated film, and they'll notice that once they put it out, and nobody cares. Well, what I mean is this: for example, like if say it takes three years to to do an animated movie, right? Yeah, sure. To make sure, I mean, I'm just using spitball numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's say it's going to take six years to do a AI generated movie because you have to keep going over scenes to make sure things look right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it doesn't look like a blurry mess. It doesn't look like that character has like six fingers now. You know, that character. You know, that character looks the same going into the thing into the next scene because they changed. Yeah, how they I've look. seen some. I've seen some pretty clean stuff with AI recently, and it's getting me scared. Yeah, I mean that's pictures. I think it's doable. It's that's pictures though. Pictures, yeah, yeah in motion stuff is a little tougher. I've seen a few in motion stuff, and it is definitely rougher than the pictures. But that's what I'm saying. 
some of them, some of them, they're getting there, man. Yeah, but then once have an animator strike, and that's the same thing. Yeah, and the animators will fucking be more ruthless, no doubt. Yeah, because animators because Dis- people... Disney's all animators. Like, yeah. with, like sure, without writers, you can't make stuff. But if there's already scripts, animators can start animating. Yeah. But once the animators are on strike, you can write a bunch of movies and you can have a bunch of actors lined up. But if those animated movies aren't getting made, yeah. you're losing out on a big market. Like as much as like you know, me and you, for example, don't watch a lot of animated films or you know, kids films, let's say. Yeah. That is a fucking a huge market. You get double the sales because the parents gotta go. Exactly. That's or why people, parties of kids. That's why people you know? under people really underestimate animation as a medium. Regardless of, you know, years like yeah. um, age range i should say yeah regardless of the age range of the animated film dude animation is for is timeless yeah. like there are a bunch of kids movies that i've seen where it's just like why did i watch that i'm an adult and i was like yeah but fuck it you know yeah i mean i we, we i mean i saw sonic we've talked about like well, sonic's less animated but yeah, yeah but we talk about the turtles <laughs> movies on here i haven't seen the new turtles movie yet i've just been slacking it's on paramount plus i'm just slacking i know that's why we haven't talked about it on the show, honestly. <laughs> like, if if I saw it in August, we would have we would have talked about it. Yeah, I know. But I missed uh, my uh, my dad and family. I saw it without me when I was um, doing something. I forget what I was doing. It was a few months ago. And then I just never. And Courtney wasn't interested in seeing the turtles movie because she's like, I like the turtles, but uh, whatever. And I was like, okay. So it, I just you know I'm lazy, but I've been watching other movies. So you know, I just watched Fast Ten. Jesus Christ. So I was like, I could have watched TMNT, but I chose to watch Fast 10. It's on you at that point. Well, I saw Jason Momoa was doing um, SNL, and then I watched Fast 10 because I was like, well, he just did that. And then Aquaman's not out yet, so. Nope, not for a couple weeks. Yeah, man, that's going to be crazy. We could talk about that if you want, if you're done talking about the strike, of course. I was going to jump to the dog pool thing, but okay. Oh, yeah, we can talk about the dog pool thing. We talk about news. So talk anyway, about Aquaman's trailer. Sure, because I thought we were going to do trailers in order. Anyway, yeah. No, so. it doesn't matter. We were just talking about Jason Momoa. It's a fine enough transition. Don't ruin it. <laughs> That's fine. Aquaman 2 trailer dropped. This looks good. Dude, looks he's good. got a baby. Yeah, it's the death of Aqua Baby story. We knew that. Death of Aqua <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, yeah, I don't think they'll kill the baby, though. No, but his hand's going to be eaten by Piranha. It has to be. I, I definitely think he's losing that hand. Yeah. 100%. Dude, I, mean, I, I love how the, dude, the scene opens up with, you're going to discover a world of you know of awesome nonsense. And then it cuts to Black Manta, and the first thing he says is, I'm going to kill Aquaman. <laughs> I was like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so dude, if you – a couple weeks ago – As cheesy as those movies – as cheesy as the first movie was, the comic accuracy of those costumes – I mean, they look good. Like the, this um, new one, dude. Also, Black Manta suit looks so cool. Did you notice in the trailer? You notice in the trailer, like Mira's not in the trailer at all. She has one scene in the trailer. Yeah, real. And cool. I think it's like I think it's her death scene, Loki. It was like I think I, they're gonna I think they're gonna kill her. It, dude, it was like a blink if you blink and you miss it moment. Well, because they have to be like she's in the movie. But who cares? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, they have to be like, well, we can't not show her. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're gonna kill Aqua Baby. <laughs> dude, it's crazy. But it's good. Like it looks good. I um, mm-hmm. like I said, I like the trail. It looks good. Um, it looks more 
looks like they're they're gonna kill my boy Tamora Morrison. Can't have yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, they better put you, him in Atlantis Hospital, or I'm gonna be pissed. A couple of weeks ago, they put out a comic book that's like prelude to the movie. Oh yeah, I saw that. That was cool. It's okay. I I don't like. No, when they, I didn't uh, read it. I mean, like I saw that they did a prelude. Oh no, I read it. I don't like when they do it because like it pretty much is like it's gonna be like the opening scene in a movie, like the scene where they, where it's. Well, uh, no, some of the like they did the um the three issue Flash series. Yeah. Which was like, yeah. just this is what Barry's doing in between these two movies, that's right? Fine. Before yeah. this, he fights like Tar Pit and shit. Yeah, that's and then fine. there was one for, um, oh my goodness, um, I guess it wasn't it wasn't the um, movie; it was a video game for Spider Man Two. Oh yeah, yeah, they did that free comic book day one where him and Miles fight Tarantula, while um, MJ talks about her book, and then J Jonah Jameson buys the Daily Planet back, and that's why. Um, and that's points of contention. A point of contention for uh, Mary Jane in the game. That's one of but, her like quests. But that's fine when it's added media. Like there's a scene, there's a story in that um, Aquaman prelude, which is the scene from the trailer where it's Black Manta talking to the Reach. And I'm like, that's right from the movie. Like, I, like I wish it didn't do that. Like, don't do do new stuff. Stuff that I would never be able to see in the movie. Just do that. You know what I mean? Well, they were probably told to do. I don't know, think that. Do they're, something right before and then do this. They're not told that much to do for this prelude stuff. The prelude stuff is like. Man. There's probably restrictions on it. Not really. As long as it's not like they're like, oh, and here's Aquaman's hand being, you know, being eaten. Like they, <laughs> That's going to be crazy. I told you. That better happen. It, I think it won't get eaten by piranhas. I think it'll get eaten by a big shark. Ah, boring. <laughs> I hope it gets cut off by a manta. No, because in the comic book, he has to sacrifice his. I know baby. he's got a. Yeah, I know. I know. Aqua baby. baby. Yeah. I, I, love, and, I, mean, I hope he, he'll drown. Like even even though it would be metal as hell if he gets the hook hand, I think they'll give him like the iron, like, the water the, bearer, uh, the, the water strong hand. Yeah. yeah, the water bearer. That's a. Or I think, form. or I think his hand will get chopped off, and then he'll like put a hook on his hand to fight. And then at the end of the movie, the end credit scene, or like right before the credits start, he'll have like uh, the aqua fist thing. Yeah, the water bearer. And they'll be like, he only used the hook as a temporary thing. Yeah. That'll be Easter egg. Yeah, a quick fix. Yeah, Yeah. it'll be your quick little Easter egg. And then he'll get his Jason Momoa doesn't need to wear a prosthetic that we could just paint his hand blue kind of shit, you know? (laughs) Like with uh, Thor. Uh, with Chris Hemsworth in the Thor movies, he loses an eye in Ragnarok, and literally the next movie they give him a fake eye, which was weird. Avengers Endgame, oh no, Endgame, Infinity War, Rocket gives him an eye, and they're like, "Here you go." And then he just has two different colored eyes that they could CGI later on in the films. And I feel like you can't even see it in Love and Thunder. I feel like they didn't even try for that movie. They didn't. So, dude, I'm... I hope Aquaman two is good because the trailer looks pretty good. Yeah, I don't. I you know it's I was talking we were talking about it at work now because we know and I'll get to it later on when we talk about the new stuff. Well, I feel stuff. like we talked about this when we saw Blue Beetle when we saw the yeah. Flash. We're just like this means nothing. Yeah, Blue Beetle meant a little bit more because at least that actor and that character are coming back in some way, shape, or form. Yes, but otherwise it's like these mean nothing. Yeah, it's like one of those like all right, cool, like it looks good, but like do I care as a DCEU fan? No. You know, well, I, I've chopped the E off and just made it the DCU because that Flash movie is essentially Flashpoint. I mean, yes, yes, it is. So you can just keep them all in one big timeline or whatever, or one big like ranking list, just because the list make it easier. 
and you could just have after flash you know it's whatever yeah. I'm like, i mean even though like... after flash is blue beetle and then aquaman but blue beetle kind of counts in both and aquaman if he does if he doesn't lose the hand we can just put aquaman right before flash because the only thing we see in that is aquaman drunk at the end and that could be literally at any moment because aquaman's always drunk that's very true so as long as nothing doesn't happen to his hand that would contradict that, uh, sorry, contradict that, then you could easily put it right before Flash, just if you want a full Flashpoint. Right. But you know, depending on what they do, especially if they like, what are they gonna like? What is the end credit scene gonna be? Lobo shows up and it's Jason Momoa, and they're like, "Fuck you, Lobo is the new Jason Momoa is Lobo now. Goodbye." Like, what's the, what's the end credit scene for literally the final piece in exactly. the extended universe? Exactly. A, a teaser for Amanda Waller or Creature Commandos, because technically some of that stuff comes over from the James Gunn stuff, and it's in universe. Like, t- uh, what, are, no. what, what are we seeing here? We're not, we're not getting anything. We might not even get we, a post-credit scene. Oh, we might not. I mean, we'll probably get something, even if it's stupid. Yeah, they might they'll, be they'll give us a post-credit scene. Like they, you know, Honestly, Marvel's only gave us one post-credit scene. We'll talk about that next week. But Marvel's yeah. only gave us one post-credit scene, so. I mean, it might just be something stupid. It might just be fun, you know, type of thing. Yeah, kind of wrap it might it be up. like, look, tomorrow Morrison's not dead. Or look, the baby, like maybe it's a time skip and it shows like Aquaman and Andy as like, you know, oh, look, they got older just as like an epilogue or something. Yeah. yeah cause, or they just pull some fucking um, Crisis on Infinite Earths nonsense and go, this was one Earth. Welcome to the next Earth. Or what? Tempest Fuganaut shows up, dude. Imagine. No, it might just be an ad. Also, be, uh, no, you know what I mean, but that would be fucking gnarly. Like, they could easily pull something out of their ass and be like, crazy shit. No, it might just be an... No, I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. They're not clever enough to do that. <laughs> it would just probably be like an ad. It might just be an ad. Yeah, like, go check this out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. So, um... we'll move on from Aquaman 2 into What If Season 2. So... Yeah, man. Dude, it looks so good. The trailer looks yeah. so good. I was watching. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm excited for every episode, honestly. Except, I mean, ugh, I don't know if I care about that. Like the Christmas one, I don't care. No, the Christmas one, I'm excited for. That sounds that's diehard. That's gonna be awesome. Okay. Um, I don't care for the new character, Cora. Whatever. I. I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the just because like like I'd be okay with it if it was like a new movie or a new TV show that was like here's this you know. Um, Native American character, but it's in What If, so it's like, what the fuck even is this? Yeah, it's like, you, isn't it like, what if the Tesseract landed in North America or something? Like, what does yeah. that mean? What yeah, would, or what if the Tesseract became a Native American girl? No, it's, if the Tesseract landed, in, <laughs> if the Tesseract was uh, landed in in uh, uh United States instead of Norway, that's literally the story. And I'm like, that's whatever. Like, it's not. You know, it would have been better for like, oh, hey, we're going to do something where we show like the spirit like if you want to do i don't know the spirit of vengeance and do the spirit rider story you know yeah. i mean i'm excited to see what they're gonna do with the phase four stuff because they said that season two will have phase four stuff and we did see there's a shang chi episode which i think is what if hella got the ten rings and yes. the infinity gauntlet or something like both because she has the ten rings um, yep yeah so that's gonna be a cool story to see um What's another one? I gotta see the list. What's another one that they're doing? Sixteen oh two. Oh, that, that yeah, but that one's just like the zombies one, where it's like, look, something from the comics that everybody likes. <laughs> yes, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and they're doing a, they're doing a sequel. 
to the Hydro Stomper, um, yeah. The Hydro Stomper one, which is really cool. That's the Winter Soldier aspect of it. Yep. Yeah, what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper? That's supposed to be the first. Actually, episode. the one I'm looking forward to is the one if uh, if Peter Quill fought. Um, no, oh, yeah, Earth it's like Ryan Kid Peter Quill. Quill. <laughs> P- yeah. Kid Peter Quill, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I guess he's and not a kid look- kid. Oh, no, it, it is because it's Hank, it's Hank Pym Ant-Man. That's what it is. Yes. It's which Hank I thought Pym was cool. Ant-Man. I was like, what is this? I'm like, dude, they got What's-His-Face back. Um, Oh, my God, Michael Douglas. I was like, he's yes, just, he loves it. <laughs> Dude, love Goliath. <laughs> oh yeah, that was cool. Yeah, the, the Chaka stuff was cool. They um, have like uh, Peggy Carter. It's, it's Marvel. Oh, is it? I didn't see that. Yeah, the Captain Marvel on team is well. When I say Marvel, it's um. Oh my god, it's not Marvel. It's really like uh, Larson. It's the female version that they use for the movie, but it's Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah. That thing you added is not true, by the way. No, it's rumor. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to put rumor next to it. I figured we would yeah, talk about it. Because it's not it's and it's not gonna happen. That's that's, that's I fucking hope it does, dude. It's, it's not gonna happen. And I'll explain to you when, when we when we talk about it, I'll tell you the legal reason why it won't happen. And it's the this that rumor's been going on every time they announce a Spider Man movie that they do that rumor. Um so yeah, before we get into that thing, we'll cover that next. I, just, next I, got, I got the episode list. It's nine episodes. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. The first episode is what if Nebula joined the Nova Corps? That's cool. Okay, that's okay. What if Peter Quill attacks the Avengers? Cool. I love that. I can't wait for that one. Happy Hogan saves Christmas. Yeah. Cool. What if Iron Man crashed into the Grandmaster? We that's going to be Ragnarok 2. Yeah, we got a piece of that from last season. That's the one that they, they held over. Well, yeah, that's the Gamora um episode like why is gamora here it's like a shut up <laughs> yeah that was yeah that's yeah but dude, that, it, that's gonna be mad max uh, there's a car race yes. that's cool um yeah what if captain carter fought hydra stomper that's avenger sequel. 1602 hella got the 10 rings okay Corey reshaped the world which is an original story what, yeah whatever. And then what if sort strange supreme intervened that's the one we know the mean? least about well it's also the last episode yeah but like what is he intervening on like what's the the change Exactly. We're going to see what he's doing. That one I'm looking forward to because it's just that we don't know what it's, what it is. And I like that I don't know anything about it. Like 1602 is whatever. That's just fun. You yeah, know. that'll be a nice – just like the Avengers, like I've, uh, Marvel Zombies. Like yeah. they put out the Marvel Zombies thing because they were like, look, if people like it enough, we'll do a spinoff show. And they're working on a spinoff show. Yeah. I feel like if 1602 does well, like if that episode is like people are like, yeah, then they'll do a 1602 miniseries like, yeah. animated show because – why not do more animated Marvel stuff if you have the opportunity? You can. To That's the one thing Marvel Studios lacks is just do animated stuff. You should just do animated yeah. stuff. Not everything needs to be big live action things. You can yeah, make- like they're doing they're doing the new X Men show. They're doing a Spider Man show, and yep. they're doing What If season two. Like we know they're gonna do What If season three. Like just because why not? Just you do, can do them every season. You can do them after yeah. during every phase. It's fine. X Men ninety seven, I guess, is what it's called now. Yeah, that'll probably be like three seasons. Yeah. Get to 2000 right before evolution, you know, call it quits. Yeah. Well, and then you can even bring back evolution and that would be fucking crazy. I, they can't. <laughs> when they, they end that show, they can't do that. I, I know, I know. But they would bring, but, but you'll get, but what if? I mean, but you'll get things like for X-Men 97, they'll probably get things like a mix of storylines from later yeah. on that they could dig. Well, dude, probably. because like with what, with what if season three, like it's going to be all the IPs that are like Blade will get an episode. X Men, Fantastic Four, Black Knight, Eternals, on, like yeah. all the things that people are neglecting. Depending, well, depending on what it gets released. 
Oh no, you know what I mean. But like, yeah, obviously, if season three gets released next year, they're like back to back. Then sure, there won't be some of them. But you know, like if season three of What If comes out in twenty twenty six, we'll be able to have up to fucking Kang Dynasty or whatever they're going to change it to Eternity War or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that's not on the that's not on the docket. But when we talk about rumors and speculation, we'll probably mention. Nope, there. And if we don't, it's on the it's on the docket. Where to the bottom. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I see, I see. It's not Secret Wars renamed, it was Kang. Yeah, that's what I meant to say, That's what got me confused, yeah. All right, so it is on the list. We'll be talking about it shortly, but yeah. So, dude, I'm excited for the trailer. I mean, I'm excited for What If Season 2. So what? Yeah. Let's move on to something I'm not, uh, you know, let's do Ghostbusters. I'm excited for Ghostbusters. So am I. Dude, that trailer, You know what It looks so good. They're in fucking Jersey. I know. (laughs) But what's so cool about the, the, the trailer is that it, and what I like about this, what they do with Ghostbusters, is like it's they're not doing. Dude, the Paul Rudd's an official member now. Get out of here. <laughs> it's like they're not doing what like I hate what franchises do. Is like it's the same cast over and over and over and over and over again, and you just kind of try to figure out ways to milk them. They have a mix. This is like the turning point where they're allowing the new guys. Well, yeah, to because the last Ghostbusters Afterlife only had the um, old guys like as Easter eggs, and then right at the, not Easter eggs as cameos, and then right at the end they showed up. Yeah, this one it looks like they're all going to be involved at every point. Yes, and it's what early Ray is. It's, but but this is where I think every all big franchises should take kind of like a a, a page from going. It's okay to let go of your older actors to have new people in there. You just can't replace all your old actors. And expect, yeah, you, you know. have to do a proper passing of the torch. Like, I feel exactly. like this is doing a good job so far. I feel like if they want to go hard, they'll kill one or two of them in this movie. And then you'll uh, slowly they'll lose cast members. And like maybe Finn Wolfhard's character will go to college because Finn Wolfhard, you know, is busy as fuck. Yeah, of course. So, you know, he won't be able to make it for the third movie, maybe. And then he'll come back for the fourth or fifth Ghostbusters movie where he's like fucking 27 or something. And he's like, all right, I look like an adult now. And then they can do Ghostbusters where all the kids are adults or something. Or they could stop at Frozen Empire and call it a day. Yeah. But the way that they're setting up this new Ghostbusters movie, with them being in Jersey with their new ba- with their new building, it looks like they're finally establishing Ghostbusters corporations like yes. they did in the comic books where there's yes. like you know, one in every city essentially. It looks like they're bringing them back, and I think that could be a really cool franchise potential. Because there was, um, was going to be a Ghostbusters movie with Chris Pratt where it was like him and it was just going to be like him and one other guy. I think it might've been Channing Tatum and they were just like motorcycle ghostbusters that just like picked it up when that, because they were available or something like well, similar to extreme ghostbusters where it's another set of people. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing they need to do like is not stretch the franchise. And that's the, the one big thing. They don't need to stretch it, but the way that they could do it is with, you know, different state. You don't have to do it every year. You no, know, every I wouldn't six do that years yet. you release a Ghostbusters movie where it's like this one's in California, right? You know, you, know, you can even go back in time, like you know, well, no. this one takes place in between Afterlife and well, we, Two we, we, or whatever. We can do is if you want. I don't know who owns Ghostbusters, like the studio. Yeah, I, I don't know either. 20th century, um, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe Warner. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but what we can do is because you're expanding the franchise, you can make a Ghostbusters TV show where because you're establishing the corporation. You oh my goodness! As a, you yes, a like show. like like Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yes. I haven't started watching it yet, but they're expanding the movies by yeah. adding a TV show about the corporation that's involved. Yes. Genius idea. Without having Ghostbusters would do that, and that would be the best. And you can do that without having the cast from the movie be the lead. I mean, you, you can have like one, you can have Janine come back and be the receptionist right. again. 
or have you know uh, Ray be like the consultant that they go to every time, like every two episodes or something. They find an artifact, they bring it to Ray. Like right. you, you just need one established cast member, even if it's Paul Rudd, right. to come back in a TV show. And like, because I think in the Monarch show, um, oh my goodness, uh, they got John Goodman to come back. Yes, for a, for a cameo. Well, it's because um, it's his characters on the show. Um, but it's yeah, him yeah. when he was younger. Well, no, that's not John Goodman. No, no. Um, John Goodman's character, John Goodman, not himself, not the actor. He's in the first, I watched, I started watching it. Uh-huh. He's in the first episode when he's on Skull Island. And then yeah. the flashback even further back is when he was younger. It's a different actor playing the same character. Oh, and you're not talking about the Russells, right? No, 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 no. Okay, because no, no. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> no, you know, the Russells no, are playing, which is such a cool idea. Yeah. But, playing, you know, he, they could easily do something like that with Ghostbusters. And it yeah. could be an anthology series where it's a different corporation. And, like, maybe they split the Scooby gang up. Like, Janine stays in New York and Winston goes to – I think her name is Janine. And Winston is. goes to um, Jersey and then Ackroyd goes to California. You can have three different well, seasons where one cast member – I'm just – I'm just using examples of it doesn't have to be the same cast member every time. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same location every time. But that's a good idea to do a Ghostbusters Corp TV show. You're literally like you're you're losing money right now. Not doing that, well, James. No. We gotta go. We gotta go pitch. Well, that's how you, well, that's how you. Well, that's the only way you keep your franchise alive without oversaturating your franchise in kind of a stupid way by trying to force feed movies. Where like Marvel tried to do it with their TV shows when they first first launched, but then they launched too many after that. Exactly, and they and and because the TV shows feel feel so disconnected, that's the problem. The first, well, I feel like some of the TV shows felt very like WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye, those those. Winter Soldier. Yeah, those are the most connected because they're pre-established characters. But once you start losing the pre-established characters, like Ms. Marvel feels disconnected, but at least it's like an origin story yeah but you know she hulk is too connected but in a bad way yes because it's like hulk is there and then oh look daredevil but you're also talking about all the the, because it's a legal comedy you have all this other nonsense that ties into all these other things it's mostly a hulk thing but still yeah it ties in but it's too like disconnected too tiny it's all all, everything from post wandavision Oh, sorry, the post-Hawkeye, really, really, really just post-Hawkeye. And it's only, like, two or three shows, honestly. Yeah, it's just Moon Knight, She-Hulk, it, it, and Miss Marvel. And yeah. And Miss Marvel only feels disconnected is because it took so long between Miss Mar- Marvel and the Marvels to come out. Yeah, and Secret Invasion seems so disconnected yes. because if you watch um, – what was Nick Fury in right before You Secret don't Invasion? have to watch Secret Invasion at no, all. No, dude – I watched Captain Marvel. Courtney, oh, um, yeah. you know, we watched the Marvels when it came out last week. We'll talk about it next week. And hello, Father. And um, they don't have any connection to Secret they Invasion. They don't even, they don't even talk about it. You don't even see like you don't even see Nick Fury's wife hanging out. Nope. And that's like, the- it'd be different if like his wife was also on the ship in like a yes. quick like. Even if it was. We filmed it later and we added it in, like a reshoot. That's what the word. Yes, yes. Even if it's a reshoot, even if it's a reshoot and they put her in there, sure, whatever. But they don't even talk about it. No, they're and just that's like the, that's the big, 
<laughs> All right. So you don't have like Courtney didn't even ask about Secret Invasion. She asked about Miss Marvel, and I showed her like the first. I showed her that Legends thing that they do, where it's like, yeah, five minutes of the most important stuff. So I showed her that, and she's like, "Oh, she's like a fan girl." I was like, "Yeah." She's like, "Okay, yeah. I got it." And then we watched the movie, and she basically got everything. Sure, she missed a few character it. moments. But I remember you got the most important stuff in the Marvels. Uh, Kamala, even, you, you got what she is. Even watching, um, <clears throat> what not Wild Vision, Multiverse of Madness. I was in the theater with Lee watching it, and she leaned over and she goes, why is Wanda back? I'm like, oh, well, you didn't watch WandaVision. You know, that was that whole tightness, and that has gone away, you know, only because they just don't have this, like, tight – like, it's not that it's not tight. It's that it's just – there's either too much extra content, like She-Hulk and Moon Knight and all those other – I'll classify internals under this, too – um, a werewolf by night. No, I understand like what Shang Chi kind of like. I understand yeah. why those shows and movies are made and they're disconnected because originally, sure. Besides the first like four movies because they were leading up to Avengers. Right after Avengers, the first one, and they started doing like Ant Man and fucking like and and like Winter Soldier. Even though Winter Soldier is Captain America, it's disconnected from a lot of the other stuff. Like they did this thing where they brought them together, separated them, and then brought them back for Infinity War and Endgame. Because even Age of Ultron feels disconnected at some points. I mean, it's like, yes. what the fuck's going on? But I mean, so it's just. But even looking back, I had to introduce new stars too. Like you just need yes. new characters. You're trying but to build even, a universe, but because it's movies and TV shows and not comic books, comic books come out monthly and sure. Well, that can get annoying. Like there's still like 50 books a month that you get. And some of them are double shipped and some of them, you know, are three different Deadpool books or three different carnage books for some well, reason. The whole thing is, and the biggest thing, the biggest problems they, they face is the same thing that we kind of keep reiterating. Um, is that the fact that they're putting out? Yes, they you know brought let everything to Avengers and they broke everything apart to bring them all back for Infinity War and Endgame. Um, even those movies, even though they are not directly connected, they all build upon other things that have happened. Like Civil War, well, I think, except for Doctor Strange. Sokovia. Hmm? Yeah, Doctor Strange is the only one that's just like, yes. what are you doing? But then well, Doctor Strange becomes heavily involved in the universe afterwards. So. Yes, and even Doctor Strange, even that movie sets up, even talks about setting and sets up things like why magic makes sense. And it's also, mm-hmm. he has an Infinity Stone, you know? Like, you made that movie matter by saying Yeah, that. well, the, infin- and, the Infinity Stone is what really ties it together. But if you look yes. at yeah, Doctor Strange at, at face value, it is so disconnected. But then, like I said, like... He becomes so like he shows up in Ragnarok for a cool minute, and then he's in even Guardians movies. He's in he's in Spider Man. Like, what's going on? <laughs> but even Guardians feels disconnected, really, until you start going, "Oh wow, that's well." The thing. Guardians is the most disconnected because James Gunn was just like, "We're in space, I get to go crazy," and yeah, then but... because they put Thor in space, yes. you know, the Guardians popped around for Love and Thunder, and then for well, Endgame. You're talking and about way later. You move there. This is talking about something like way later. But I'm talking about early on. Guardians does feel like just out of place. It's just everything. Yeah, up the only thing end- that ties it together is they keep talking about Thanos. Yeah. And then, like you said, anything post in Endgame slash Affinity War is very much the disconnected hoopla of the MCU. Well, um, they're trying to replace characters that aren't coming back or that died, so they yeah, have like, still. dude. The, apparently, the new Avengers are supposed to debut in Captain America four, right? And it's supposed to be, sorry, it's supposed to be um, Captain America, She Hulk, 
um, Captain Marvel, uh, Shang-Chi, and uh, I want to say Ant-Man and the Wasp is supposed to be the new Avengers team. And then Winter Soldier, he's not there because he's doing Thunderbolts with the other B-list characters and Yelena. And then um, uh, Moon Knight is... Oh, Moon Knight's supposed to be on the team too. That's so stupid. All that entire lineup sounds like hot garbage. It's it's literally the new characters plus Sam Wilson. That's dumb. And there's rumor that Spider-Man is going to be on the team, but I find that hard to believe. Spider-Man's barely ever an Avenger. I'd, I'd, I'd more so believe Wolverine's going to be on the team before Spider-Man's going to be on the team. You know what I, I mean? Know. I know. I, <laughs> It'd be cool more... if he is. Tom Holland, you know, signs up for more movies, but nah, then we get I, stuff I, like I, this rumor that we're going to talk about soon where it's like, oh my goodness, what the fuck? Yeah. I think again, uh, I'll move. We'll move a little bit faster now because we're getting like to forty minutes before we get to our topic. Yeah, hey, um, well, that news is news. It happens. We got. I know. Funny. Um, the Madam Web trailer came out. Um, but I'll talk about before you fall over it. I actually, I actually like the trailer. I'm not um, even gonna. You know me. I'm not even gonna fall over it. I'm just. I know. Oof, it's a lot to take in. So before we get into the trailer, I'll talk about the the rumor that's spinning out of it. Everyone's assuming that this is going to merge, make, and lead into Spider Man Four. So, let me kindly shit on all you fanboys. <laughs> well, this is only coming out of speculation that, or rumor, that Sony has been talking to Marvel, and Marvel's been talking to whoever spoils everything, or, or speculates everything, or leaks, I'm sorry, whoever leaks everything. And they're saying that Spider-Man 4 is going to be one of the final movies in the multiverse stuff around Secret Wars time, and it's going to merge all the Sony stuff together before Secret Wars. That makes no sense. So, not in the storyline sense. I'm talking about like a business sense. So, well, Sony. Be- it's only it's a W for Sony. Sony's been wanting this ever since. Like No Way Home, they tried. You know, they put Venom in there for a hot sec. No, like, no, no. Sony no, has been trying no. to do this. This not a Sony thing. Is not a Sony thing at all. So, I don't believe you. But continue. No, no. The reason you know why, right? You know the reason. The only reason why Spider-Man is not in the MC, like the Sony character, like the Spider-Man characters are not in the MCU. Like really, it's because they're bad. <laughs> no, it's because um, yeah, there's no fan great. But the real reason is Sony makes more money licensing it out back to Marvel to use the characters than by giving them up outright. That's the only. It's the same. I'm not reason. saying they're giving the characters back to Marvel. I'm saying that they weaseled, or at least what the rumor is saying, that they're weaseling their way narratively into the MCU by they having can't. the characters fold in. No, they can't because so. Okay. Recently, there was an interview with Mark Ruffalo and Disney and about Hulk, and the yeah. same thing with Namor. Namor and Hulk are both owned by Universal. Yep, excuse me. It's the same reason why we haven't had a Hulk movie since the Incredible Hulk movie. Incredible, yeah. Um, and that was only because Universal. So apparently they're apparently they're getting it back soon, though. No, they're not. It's the same. That's that rumor always goes around. It's fans that want this and not the business side. Well, of no, it. it's because the contracts for the license contracts never up. come it, up. No, and then they and they never up. to get it again. No, so it's not a regular contract because in the 90s when Marvel was declared – in order for them not to declare bankruptcy, they sold their rights away. It's not a contract where mm-hmm. it's like, oh, hey, we gave up the lease for this. 
No, we have to sell it to you so we don't fold. Mm-hmm. So they own the media rights for the character, not the actual character. They own the media rights, meaning whenever they want to do like a TV show or movies, they have to ask permission from Universal or, or Sony to do the thing. Normally, that's why you'll see in association with Sony Pictures or, or in association with Universal um, with that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you look at the Madame Web trailer, it says within association with Marvel. Um that's what all the Sony ones say. Yeah, because they don't because Sony owns the movie rights to it because of what Marvel, the company, did in the nineties. Um and they and the only reason why they have the X Men stuff is because they bought Fox. Mm-hmm. It's not like the Fox gave it to them. It's because they bought the the parent company and and because of that, it wasn't just that the only license they got back from it is is x-men they got all of fox's library with it Mm -hmm. so back to the whole merger thing sony the thing with venom was marvel approached andy circus to change the ending of uh, venom 2 to have him come into the multiverse so you can have venom show up so you can do a symbiote story in um the uh mcu because andy circus setup would be too hard for it Yes, because the original ending that Andy Serkis wanted to do that he told in an interview with Variety Magazine was that he was trying to introduce uh, the Grendel dragon at the end to set up Null as the big bad because he was supposed to see the actual symbiote world. But That's, that would have been that would have been too far reaching. It's not far reaching because if you how, how are we going to get Null? How are we going to get Null at the end of Venom? Like, how is Venom Three going to be a Null movie? Get it's the fuck a, out of here. Well, it's Sony. It's only three movies. They only really do three movies. They don't go really that far. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it would, it would have been the ending. It would have been the close of the symbiote story because they weren't playing. They weren't playing or doing anything more. You know, um, besides maybe doing a Sinister Six movie with Venom in it, and Venom being the Spider-Man of the universe type of thing. Yeah. Well, the, apparently the Spider-Man of the universe is going to get revealed. Uh, so in the Madam Web trailer, we see yes. Adam Scott playing a young Ben Parker. Yes. And Emma Roberts plays Mary Parker, which is his sister, which is Peter's mom. A lot of people are thinking because Dakota Johnson's Cassie Webb has from like predestination, final destination nonsense powers. Precognition. The whole movie, <laughs> whatever. But the predestination, final destination. It's all good. Um, jumper looper powers. She um, is going to. She's, she's going to. She's going to try to make sure Peter Parker is born. Yeah, that's the mission. Yeah, that is fucking what? And also, who is it gonna be? Is it gonna, this movie? Apparently, takes place in the two thousands. So, fine. if that kid were to be, let's say, born around then, it would be. He'd be like twenty one. If you, let's say it's, let's say this movie takes place in two thousand two, right? Yeah, he'd be twenty one right now. Which means it could be Andrew Garfield, or but it's more, but it's more likely Tom Holland. More likely, it's probably nobody. Well, it's going to be Peter Parker, but well, we it's just Peter Parker, but that's we just don't know if they're going to like cut to the few. They cut to twenty years later, and then it shows you know whatever Peter Parker actor they choose, uh, or also- maybe it cuts to dude and home man. This movie could easily pull a greatest of all time moment by 
you know, the last 10 minutes of the movie, <laughs> like it's revealed that all, oh, you know, it's, it's a 10 year time skip or not I'm sorry, 10 years. I'm sorry. It's like a 15 year time skip. Peter Parker is 16. You know, he's, he's been Spider-Man for a year or two and then he gets killed on live television. <laughs> or the, the fact that it could remember Ben. They do Parker, the ultimate universe. That'd be wild. Well, Ben Parker is also Ben and uh, Cassandra Webb are both like paramedics. Maybe it's, they're trying to protect Miles from being born. <laughs> We're always just yeah, assuming Peter. Well, because it's in, heavily involved with the Parkers, there's no person cast that is a Morales. Well, you don't know that. We just know that. Ah. No, we just assume that it's going to be Peter. In fact, Sony wants to do a live-action Miles Morales movie. Yeah, because the animated ones make so much money. But if they do yes. a live-action Miles Morales movie the way they're doing these movies, no, nah, I'm not going to fucking watch it. Like... Yeah, you will. Don't lie. You'd watch <laughs> it. I mean, I will, but I'm not going to be happy about it. Sure, watch all these movies, about it. You're not going to say a bad thing about it. You say nothing bad about any of these movies. I do. I say yeah. my opinion that I didn't like this, but it's still fun. It's a trailer. <laughs> no, this isn't – we're not talking about this. Oh, we're talking about this. I said, Secret, I said Secret Invasion was bad. Oh, Secret Invasion. Oh. Um, but there was stuff I liked about it. Of course, it had potential. Yeah, it had a lot. Of potential. It should have been a whole. It should have been a whole phase. Um, that would have been too much, man. No, it would have been fine because you don't. You don't. Ooh, draw out I think they could have. I think they could have done um, Secret Invasion as Phase Four, and then Phase Five could have been Kang Dynasty, and then Phase Six Kang could have stupid. been. Kang is not that big of a villain. I'm sorry. Well, that's why you save him for later and do one phase, not like so. Not just a phase. You you do him. For, he's a he's a he's a Fantastic Four villain that gets beat because he he's own arrogance. He's not that. He's not well, the, that good. Well, of a the character. phase that I was gonna be talking about would have been just the time nonsense phase. Like, there's a lot of movies that talk about time nonsense, not even regarding the multiverse nonsense. Because yeah. you could still do multiverse. You could do you could have done Secret Invasion, event. Sorry, Avengers Five would have been Secret Invasion. Or it could have even been Captain Marvel 2 Secret Invasion. Could have been the culmination of three Secret Invasion things. And then you could have done Kang and the Time Travel Saga. And then you could have done the multiverse with Fantastic Four Secret Wars. That could have been cool. Things Each like Time phase, Travel. Because they need like, to go smaller. The things with more yeah, concise. Exactly. Things like, with like time travel and multiverse stuff is not for a general audience. It's not good. No, unless it's geared up to where it is only like of eight movies. Yes. Or like, you think about the first phase or this even the second phase. Like those are like small, like it's like eight movies and they lead up to like Avengers yeah. Ultron or you know, Avengers Infinity War. If you did phase four would have been eight movies, you could have done Captain Marvel two, you could have done um you could have done Secret Invasion, like the little Nick Fury show. It didn't have to be Secret Invasion, it could have been called Fury and it could have set up some scroll stuff. You could have done, you know, Spider Man just cause and set up like who's this fucking? You could have done the Daredevil TV show at that point with Elektra, so you could do that kind of shit. And I then know. they could have ended it with Avengers Secret Invasion or whatever. And then you could have done Kang with Ant Man, with Loki, with um, uh, Shang Chi two and Shang Chi one, I guess technically, if you were to restructure. Eternals could have been tied to the Kang stuff because they're around during the ancient Egypt, which would have had Kang there. You know, they could have all tied those movies. Imagine if Eternals, the main villain, was Rama Tut. That would have been tight. Eternals also should have been. It's like a legit fucking period piece where it takes place in, like, the fucking ancient Egyptian times. Then at the end, it flash forwards to where they've been and they've been in hibernation. They finally wake up to fight 
Kang again later. That yeah, I wouldn't nice. watch that. I Kang's not a villain. No, but uh, Kang is well, a villain to fight if you make him a villain to fight, James. That's how writing works. <laughs> I know, but it's not the problem. Always, like even we talk about that work, a bunch of us were talking about it, like Kang was always a bad choice to begin with because. I don't agree with that. He's not. He's not. I think he was a bad choice for an Ant-Man movie villain. He's a bad choice as a multiverse villain. He's not a multiversal villain. He's not. Well, no, I wouldn't have used him as a multiverse villain. I would have used him as an Avengers villain. You make him as Ultron. Yeah, Ultron was in one movie. Kang could have been in one, maybe two movies if you wanted to do the Rama Tut or Victor Timely or um, the Iron Lad, Silver Centurion stuff. Like if you wanted to use a few variants. Sure, but Kang himself, the Conqueror, should have just been in the end. It just, it just didn't make sense, and or at least fact, end credit scenes leading up to the end. Obviously, like Thanos, I, they, they, they pretty much, they pretty much wrote out Kang. Oh yeah, dude, they, they've been talking recently. A lot of these rumors, they've been talking recently that, um, yeah, they're, they're they're parting ways. But just before we get to that news, because I feel like we didn't talk about it enough, the Madam Web trailer. I'm excited for the costumes. Those look cool. They look really good. They look. I'm really, excited really for good. Julie Carpenter, the character, and Sydney Sweeney. It looks like they're trying to make Sydney Sweeney and Julie Carpenter the main character of the Spider-Man universe. Not just because it's Spider-Man, but because we were talking about it. You could easily use one of the Spider Girls to do it. Yeah, and absolutely, absolutely. She is the choice. She's the choice yeah. for sure. Yeah, Julia, because she's the Ultimate Universe one, right? No, no, Julia's just Spider Woman. She's from she was first uh first in in in, in main six one six universe Spider Woman. That's what, that's how Peter gets the black suit. So who's Julia the um, first of, who's yes. the, uh, I don't care. Who's the um one from um Ultimate? None of them. They're all from the all the women that you saw in the trailer are all mainstream Spider Woman. I'm talking about the trailer, I'm talking about the comic books. There is no ultimate Spider Woman. They all, it's Jessica, it's Ultimate Spider Woman. Oh, okay. It is just Jessica. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just sure. Jessica. I, I, they I, I Jessica didn't want to be wrong with the name. No, no, they made Jessica Drew. Well, it's the, it's the clone. It's yes. the Ben Riley. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Okay. Cool, cool. It's the lady clone. In the in the mainstream universe, Julian Carpenter first shows up in Secret Wars, and she has the oh. black suit first, like the the symbol, the black suit symbol, and everything. Yeah. And then Peter gets the black suit in the symbiote suit in issue eight. And then he goes, "Oh, I might be. I I must have been thinking about that other sp- that other spider person I've never met before. I don't know. You know, I want yeah. to know her better." And he gets the spider symbol, her spider symbol on her ch- mm-hmm. on his chest. Yeah. And then, um, Arania, we've seen before. She's from uh, Amazing yeah. Fantasy fifteen, the the second volume of that book, where they also introduced Emily's yeah. show. She is a girl from Brazil. She works for Ezekiel Sims. Um, Maddie Franklin was a Spider Woman uh, that got her powers um, breaking into an uh, a magical um, seance like thing that was happening with Norman Osborn, who was trying to get powers of mm-hmm. Spider Man for himself. Um, and she has the powers of all the Spider Women uh, that ever existed. Uh, Julie Carpenter yeah. is Julie Carpenter. The only Spider Woman that's missing is Jessica Drew, and that's because I think Marvel owns the rights to her because she was not part of the acquisition with Sony. I mean, she was in the um, Into the Spider Verse movie. Yes, uh, yes, but I mean, every Spider character was in that movie, so that doesn't really count. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, even um, Tom I, Holland and the other boys make an appearance, even if it's archival footage. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, 
because that was always the the big bone of contention of what what Sony has based on the Spider-Man family when Marvel signed over in the 90s. Um, Because certain contracts legally could be like, anytime you create a Spider-Man, a Spider-like character, we have the rights to them. And that could be a very open-ended thing. And that's why Maddie's in there, because Maddie wasn't a character when they sold the rights over. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, neither was Ezekiel Sims. Ezekiel Sims didn't come into Spider-Man. Ezekiel Sims is such a wild choice. I do like his fucking suit, though. For a villain. His suit does look cool. It reminds me of, like, Tarantula. Yes. Also, the re- me or and Cam Blood spider that we fucking care. Me and Cam were talking about this. The only reason why Ezekiel Sims is the villain, he's actually a mix between Ezekiel Sims and Morlun. I was gonna say he does look a little bit not old. So, <laughs> well, also you saw when he fights them, he like drains them of their power, or it looks like he drains them. It- yeah, I'm thinking he may have gotten caught up with the Morlun stuff, or he may yeah. be like. I'm actually secretly an inheritor. And no, I came I to they, Earth, and I'm the first of the of our kind. Or no, I think they just combine the characters. Um, oh, okay, fair. Sometimes enough. they just we'll do that for movies. Movie does come out, but they, I think they just do it for movie purposes, um, mm-hmm. just because of timing. Like you may never get able to get to that arc type of thing. Um, oh, they ain't gonna. Sony ain't gonna. And even, I mean, even even if this was set in, in the mainstream Marvel universe and they they did that, it still would be fine because it's the same reason. Like Hella, for example. It's Angela and Helica mind, you know. Oh, for sure, yeah. It just they do it for timing purposes. Um, it also makes it a little bit more sense, like because really, more Loon is just an energy vampire, and we just had a vampire, a pale white guy with yeah, long just hair Morbius. in Morbius, you know. So that's the only reason why. And like, oh, that, and Cam brought that up. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. No, you for know. sure, it makes sense. Cam knows what's up. Yeah, so it, it does make sense. So I'm excited though. I I I do want to see this movie. I mean, like I said, I see all of them. I'll see it, and we'll talk about it at some point. Yeah. Unless it's so bad, then we won't talk about it. I mean, yes. Yeah, so or if it's just so nothing, because if it's terrible, we might talk about it. But if it's just yeah. like such a nothing burger, where it's like this happened, then we'll be. Fine. Yeah, I mean, it's always gonna be a nothing burger. Like Morbius is really a nothing burger. Nothing really happens. Like I really do hope that you're wrong and they go crazy because Craven kind of looks cool. To be fair, I'm not, I'd be fine with Craven popping up in the MCU. I'm not okay saying that. that we won't see the Sony stuff crossover with itself. I'm saying the MCU is not going to cross over that Sony stuff because they say this every time there I is. I mean, a Secret Sony... Wars will probably be the exception. Exactly. And yeah, if, secret because because apparently the rumor a lot of rumors. Uh, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, and uh, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, are supposed to be the main characters for Secret of Wars. Sure. Whatever. Which I guess if you want to set it up to where they're the prime versions of – because apparently that's what they're going to be like getting into. The, who's the prime variant? Who's the sacred timeline version? Yeah, but if know? we're getting away from Kang, then what's the point? I Exactly. That's why it's rumors. It's all up in the air. The, this rumor came out before the Kang rumor. I mean, obviously, besides the allegations that were rumors last year or earlier yeah, yeah. this year, I'm talking about the new stuff. I know, I know. Because the That's court what. case is going on before yeah. the Kang stuff where they were going to potentially switch it to Eternity Wars. We'll get there. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, we'll, we'll finally um, – yeah, we'll get there. I lost so, my train of thought. I'm yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Well, we'll move on past that. We'll talk about more MCU stuff. We have Dogpool coming for Deadpool 3. Yay, cool. Yeah, they confirmed Deadpool 3 is filming again, and they posted a picture of a dog, and there's, like, dog pools in it. So, like, cool. 
And we have I'm Venom excited 3. for that movie to come out. That's supposed to bridge the Fox stuff. If you saw the Marvels, you know what's up. Um, and also, uh, Mobius is supposed to be in it from Loki. So very cool. Sure, which is weird because we'll talk about how that ends. Um, yeah. With uh, and with that, uh, we'll knock out the last of Sony stuff. And Venom Three is filming. No duh. Yeah, Tom Hardy posted a picture. They're back, baby. Which we figured. Yeah, but I figured we would just mention it because we were just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why is it orange? <laughs> uh, let's jump down to Avengers Eternity War because we keep freaking talking about it. Yeah. So, the rumor has it that Kang Dynasty is going to get switched over to Eternity War because if they drop Kang, um, they got to do something. Also, so, to and, be... kind, and Kang is kind of written out right now if you, you know. Watch Loki. <laughs> you know. Yeah, if they you watch Loki, do... they kind of nipped it in the bud. They're like, just in case, he was handled, is what they said. I it's think like, they also, right. um, because the rumor, like, um, Blake, run, like, oh yeah, Blake was talking about. He was talking. He has a Kang account, which I think, yeah, is we're awesome. talking about it. I, and I commented. He was he he went over the contract that John Majors has, where he's apparently, besides any younger versions like that kid, he's the Jonathan Majors. The rumored contract is that he's the only actor who can play Kang. And then, which I think is a little crazy, but no, 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 it's not. okay. So, this is what it is. So, what that means in perpetuity, he can play Kang for the X period of time that he signed off for the uh, for the role, meaning they can't replace. Yeah, but he's the only one that can. Yeah, yes, he can't be replaced as the actor to play Kang. Meaning, outside of certain things, there's always because these companies always have nice little legalese behind it. New variants. No, no, no. Things like Iron Lad. If you're no, no, no. If you're going to, you can only play that character, right? Sure. But like that little boy in Loki played Victor Timely. You know, if you're not going to pay that, you because of things like you can't be the age because of, of technology. You can't be, mm-hmm. you know, aged up because of technology uh, for a role. Um, if it's a, a, a gender swapped variant of that same character. You can't play that character. That's the small legalese of it. The bigger legalese of it would be things like Disney has a clause in all their stuff, because and rightfully so. What they do is, if you are the character, they can replace you if you break the contract on their side. Meaning, if you act unaccordingly to Disney's policies. Meaning, because remember, it's not Marvel, it's Disney. Mm-hmm. So, for example, like this court case about domestic abuse, you know, it's not good for Disney's image to have a alleged, um, de- alleged or not domestic abuser being a star mm-hmm. of a movie for them, villain or not. Um, you know, dr- you know, being busted in drug use, you know, blah, blah DUIs, all this other stuff. That's why di- a lot of Disney actors are fired immediately. Um, after some sort of news breaks, um, yeah. whether or not they're found guilty in the trial or not, mm-hmm. like um, I'll use one it's of the Disney Do you do you know um? Oh my God, not Two Kings. What the hell's a show that was on Disney years it's called ago? Called Pair of Kings. It was Thank Mitchell you. Musso. He got a DUI and they wrote him off the show and they replaced him with, I think, the kid from Zeke and Luther. Yes. And they're like, it's a third ginger triplet. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. And that's exactly what they do. Because it's a Disney clause. It's not like, despite what people think, like, oh, it's Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. Like, no, no, no. 
the parent company is Disney and they have to go by by their rules. That's why a lot of these uh-huh. guys, if you look at their stuff from when they first get signed on to being like an actor for like for a Disney project, uh, a, a Disney project till it's done filming, they're almost radio silent. Mm-hmm. Like besides like small appearances for other things they might be promoting, they're almost radio silent. They have to keep a low profile. Mm-hmm. Because Disney's like, well, if I catch you at a club, like Norton Coke or Hooker's ass, well, you're gone. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yes, can he be said, oh, I can only play Kang? Sure. But until you get caught doing something stupid that might ruin our image, you know, we can mm-hmm. cut Whatever that Whatever the garbage of his contract says. Yep. Yep. Exactly. You know, so and also sure. no. But also, for now they can't do anything. Well, no. Regardless of how the trial goes, they can they can get rid of him because you were arrested for domestic abuse. Regardless, and New York's mm-hmm. because of the state you were in, New York can only New York has so New York's domestic abuse laws indicate if you are in a situation where domestic abuse takes place, you someone's getting arrested. One of the two mm-hmm. people getting arrested. And normally, it's only based on what they can find as evidence for an actual case of domestic abuse. Like you, like your girlfriend just can't call up and be like, "Oh, he hit me." Well, you have to prove that he hit you. You know, she was brought in; she had marks and everything all over. Blah blah. And apparently, this is not just the first time this has happened. This has happened before. His entire um, PR team quit after this because they knew they would get hit yeah there's a there's a few like young directors that were saying like years ago i said this and i'm not saying it's this guy but i'm not not saying it's not this guy you know exactly so that's what i'm saying we talked about it when the news broke a few months ago there's a director who said something like this is the guy yeah there's there's been a bunch there's been a, a lot of stuff yeah, and hey, man, if you're hard to work with, you're hard to work with. You know, Bruce Willis is notoriously hard to work with, at least before his diagnosis where he yeah. became unable to work. But apparently he's notoriously hard to work with. Sometimes Jake Gyllenhaal is hard to work with. Yeah, but being, hard, being hard to work with? Spider-Man and exactly. Like, he might be hard to work with, and he may have rubbed that director the wrong way. But, <laughs> dude, if you're punching women, that's a problem. Yeah, like there's there's a, there's a difference. You're punching between anybody, that's a problem. Let me get that straight. But yeah, but yeah. like there's there's no way a director would be like, yeah, that's the guy, just because like you had a bad time working with him once. That's no one would yeah. do that to their career. <laughs> I mean, spite. Yeah, but even that's career Look suicide. At, um, what was his name? What was his name? Josh Trank. Yeah, but he's did, a dickhead. Um, <laughs> yeah, he did fan four stick, and then he like yeah. fucking blew up his hotel room because he was so pissed that the uh that, that fox told them what they can and can't do with the movie oh and david air did something very similar <laughs> i know but yep yeah, and also the director of eternity war uh has left and sorry secret wars that's what that's how i screwed up on the uh list he was the director of secret wars that left he's going to go make shang chi 2 now he was always going to make Shang-Chi 2. No, so he said... He was just also doing two movies. He was doing no. Shang-Chi 2 and... No, he no. wasn't. So, what happened was this. He was asked in an interview, hey, when are we going to Shang-Chi 2? He goes, I have no plans to work on Shang-Chi 2 in the f- anywhere in the near future. I am too wrapped up in doing this. Shang-Chi 2 may never come out for a long time. I don't know because we're all gearing up towards this movie. Whenever this movie, when he's talking about Secret Wars... um comes out, I will then work on Shang-Chi 2 once I'm done with this movie. 
he then came out and says, after he said the announcement about him leaving Secret Wars, he goes, I now can work on Shang Ti too. Mm. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't built so, for both. It was still kind of the same guy though. He wasn't and he wasn't built for both movies, meaning that he was told to go direct Secret Wars and then was told he was like he probably asked him, Hey, can I do Shang Ti 2 first? And they're like, No, this movie's a priority. Once that's done, then you can go back and do the other one. Which would have sucked because we were we were gotten Shang Chi two for what eight years well, you, after that you, movie you comes know out. No, they've already started. I mean, besides the actor strike, you know they've already started filming stuff for both of those Avengers movies because they have. As long as what they're planning is still going to come true with the multiverse stuff, they're probably getting all the contracts and all the. They can't stop filming. They not filming it. Nothing's filmed. It's all no, but they're getting everybody together. They're getting any ADR. They're getting any like, not even that. They have to do CGI. Not even that. They can't do any of that. That's too far ahead. That's way too far ahead. Really? You, it is. You got to film a fucking five minute cameo for Robert Downey Jr. You get it now. You can't do it now because you don't because you don't know what the movie's going to be. You have no because that can change at last minute. That's why all. Well, that's, that's why I was saying the multiverse characters like well, you don't know what the if they are going to use. We don't know what the most. I mean, for example, like the FF characters, we don't know how big of a role they play in this movie. You know, they could be a huge role. Like we don't all that cameo stuff. We may not know um, all that stuff till way later. You know, I don't. Th- I think all the cameo stuff is normally shot um, right before post, where they go. All right, we need one, two, three, four, five cameos to go shoot real quick, and that's really what it is. Like get them in there, type of thing. Like on their day off. Um, it's too, this is too early. The only thing they would do is probably things like storyboard stuff and ideas and be like, hey, maybe, you know, we'll use uh, Robert Downey Jr. as an AI for a Riri, for example, you know, mm-hmm. or we're going to shoot some of this because it's multiverse, go back and see, make the what ifs more manageable, like whatever, you know, that type of stuff. It's too far out for that stuff. And then it didn't help that the writer's strike and actor strike happened, and it didn't help that like different things have happened in between. And now that they're reformatting everything on top of that, um, because that variety article blew up a lot of shit that stockholders were not happy with, mm-hmm. which is fun because that means we actually get good movies now. Well, let's hope. Uh, well, hopefully they, they the variety article has a lesson and go, hey. How about we shoot things with storyboard directors? <laughs> hey, man, the Marvels was good. Despite what, you know, the box office says, it was pretty good. And apparently, this came out today, that the Marvels is the highest grossing uh, film directed by a black uh, director, a black female director. Yeah, that tracks. That's not... I but wouldn't. It, it, you know what's crazy? It's only $110 million. Oh, yeah, dude... You have to think of how many black female directors there are. <laughs> it's like seven. Yeah. <laughs> seven over the last 60 years. Yeah. No, there's definitely more. But no, there's definitely way I know more. What you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, yeah. yeah no, like, it's not that many. I saw like, people like, I saw people posting under that comment, like Marvel will spin it however they want, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yes. And I'm like, hey man, good for Nia DaCosta. She said in a few, um, interviews that she only directed this movie so she could fund her other movie she wanted to do uh that's not good either 
It is if you have to. She said she's doing. Um, she said she needed to pay off her student debts, and then she needed to fund the next movie she wanted to do. So she took the job at Marvel. And you know, she did is- say that the, she did say that the Marvel paycheck didn't cover all of her student loans. Oh Jesus Christ! But that was before piece of the box office. If she does get any, well, I don't know. Well, it's a little bit different with directors. I don't know how that works for certain things. That's yeah, exactly. That's why I said I don't know. Yeah. yeah, but like really, like um. I hate when they say things like that. Like, keep that to yourself. You know what I mean? Because the biggest problem is like – I mean if you're in like a fun environment and you're doing like a Joe Rogan uh, – Joe Rogan's a bad example. I mean, but yes. But uh, like if you're doing like Two Bears, One Cave and you're like having a fun environment and you say that, sure. But if you're talking to Variety or Forbes or fucking – don't say that. Like, don't say that because it makes you seem like, well, I just did it for a paycheck. That's why it kind of sucks. Well, that's what Taika, that's why Taika and I think it was Tessa Thompson, when they were talking about Thor Love and Thunder, they did that one interview where they were, like, laughing at what that. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're you, shooting yourself in the dick right now, dude. Yeah, what are you doing? It makes it look, look like you don't give a shit about the project. And then he got kicked off Thor 4. Yeah. Uh, Thor 5, I'm sorry. They said um, he, he was doing press for um, Last Goal Wins or – flag uh oh my god what's the flag show death. oh black oh sales flag or something black flag yeah. sales. Our, our, our flag means death that's what it Jesus is Christ. our flag means death uh he was doing some promo stuff for that and he was talking about um his marvel stuff he's like i'm not involved with thor 5 at all and i was like oh, okay <laughs> like i guess they got him huh yeah man that's kind of what happened yeah, but he's he's apparently still doing his star wars movie though so yeah but it's a difference we'll it's different people he's working under. That's why. And yeah, Kathy Kennedy, Kathy Kennedy needs, needs a win. That's why. She does need a win. And Taika, despite what people think about his two Thor movies, uh, his other movies are great. His other um, movies are really good. His yeah, movies so I think it's that. just when he doesn't – it's when he gets to work with his own world. Because like, he was given the reins to Love and Thunder, and he made a Taika Waititi movie, and he didn't make a Marvel movie. Right. And while some directors like James Gunn make a James Gunn movie, but it's it's Guardians, like, but it feels more like it felt more connected as a Marvel rap, not in universe, but in like feeling. Than Even in Thor: Love and Thunder, yeah. Thor: Love and Thunder felt like what we do in the shadows, but with Thor. Yes, I was like, what are we doing? <laughs> Tell me, man. All right, let's and move you waste on. Waste Christian Bale, get out of here. Oh. All right, let's move on. We have, let's do the end of comicsology. Oh wait, quick. Um yes. Fantastic Four. Pedro Pascal, what do you think? Do you think that's for sure? No, I hate it. He's I, been in You don't like it. I, okay. I hate it. I think he's just too popular. He can't he right. he literally unless Reed Richards dies, he cannot be attached apparently so are there more rumors. I'm going to hit it with apparently again like that. Apparently, um the movie's supposed to be about Invisible Woman. She's supposed to be the main character. So if Reed Richards is a side character, sure, Pedro has time to do everything. I hate that too. But if they're making Reed Richards a main character, then he needs to not be super busy. Like the other two actors that they have potentially, uh, three actors technically, because Vanessa Kirby, she's not super duper busy. No. She's still doing Mission Impossible, but, and like whatever Hobbs and Shaw spin off, but she's not like as busy as Pedro, at least right now. Yeah, she's not. And then the other two they have are Joe. Yeah. Yeah, the other two they have for Human Torches, um, Joe Quinn, who's Eddie Munson from yeah. Stranger Things. He's not doing much right now. He's a new he's a new talent essentially, 
And then they have um, Eben Barak Moss or something. Eben Moss Barak. I forget what it was. He was micro in the Punisher Netflix show. Yeah. He was also in that Jennifer Lawrence, No Hard Feelings. He played the tow truck guy. I didn't see yes. the movie yet. He's just in the trailer. So that guy, he's been in a bunch of other stuff too. That's just the only two things I know from the top of my head. He's supposed to be the thing. Sure. Sure. Like he's not huge and he's going to be covered in rocks mostly. So yeah, the thing with Pedro Pascal. So this Pedro's two- too big. He's too popular. And like I said, he has to die. Otherwise he's not going to be able to do anything. So the biggest thing is that one, I think he's too old. And then when yeah. I say too old, when Reed Richards just, is a little old. No, no, no. What I'm saying is like too old is that compared to the, look at the rest of the cast, how they look. I mean, how I mean Vanessa Kirby might be old. She let me see. I mean, she Vanessa looks Kirby good. Is. She she does. You uh, know, Vanessa Kirby. She is 35. She's my age. And then Pedro, that's crazy. Pedro Pascal is 48. Yeah, I guess a, a 13 year time difference would be a little groomy. Read well, no, no, that's not what I mean. It as I mean, it is like just to make them all kind of contemporaries of each other because really, like, Reed and Sue should be closer in age than Sue and Johnny. Oh, yeah, because Joe Quinn is like, fucking hell, how old is Joe Quinn? Joe Quinn is 29, so that makes sense. 29, 35, right? Yeah, six year age difference, younger yeah. brother. That works. Yeah. I mean, they obviously don't have to play their real ages either, no, of course not. But like, yeah, but you know, for, but for Pedro, you gotta have to touch up those grays on his mustache yeah, and his beard. Be, you, keep the, you, you keep the silver fox on the side because that's yeah. Reed Richards. But yeah. like the beard, you gotta keep it because if you have a white beard, you're getting old. You know, <laughs> and th- like that, I think that's more because like just because of how popular he is. You know, also again, oh, and Eben Moss is uh, 46, so he's actually close in age with um, Pedro. So that'd be cool for them at least. Yeah, but Ben Grimm could literally be any age. He's a rock man. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> high school friends of Reed. They were at the high school together. Yeah, you know? so him being two years younger that works because Reed would have went to college and then needed some fucking two- younger friend to help him out with some experiments in his free time. I guess. Yeah. So why not get you know your your hard grizzled young boy Ben Grimm? That sounds him. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a two year difference. <laughs> um, but also, like, the FF movie can't be a Sue Storm movie. It has to be a family movie. You know, that's well, the they, whole point. they did confirm that Reed and uh, Sue are going to have kids. They're going to be fine. parents. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, which is totally fine. I mean, it makes sense. But, like, are they going to be kids? Are they going to be babies? Are they going to be John Kentified and become 17 after they come back from the multiverse? Like, which I don't want either. What's like, the difference? What's the deal? Like, I hate, I, I'm yeah. starting to hate the term multiverse coming out of people's doubts now. <laughs> that's fair dude <laughs> i'm just like you don't know what you're talking about fine hey man we try i don't know but let's move on let's finish up the news let's actually finish up all the movie news and we'll jump into comic book news we have nicholas hulk cast as lex Luthor for superman legacy which is fine that's actually really cool that came out this morning yes i really do like the fact that um it's nicholas hulk he was beast in the x-men films so it's not that much of a difference mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I like the casting, and I've seen all this stuff too. You know. Oh yeah, Nicholas Holt was also up to be. Um, he was supposed to be Superman. Well, he he tried out for Superman. Yes. And then, uh, James Gunn, I think, actually talked about it. He's like, yeah, we 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 interviewed. Um, we auditioned Nicholas Holt, but then we found something better for him. And I was like, yo, how much you want to bet it's Lex? And then <laughs> like, here yes. it is. 
<laughs> and he's a good choice too, especially yeah. as a young Lex. Yes. He he's finally he's he's finding his role as like evil like, He's in his villain he's in his villain era right now. I hate that you <laughs> You said well, that he played like good he played his goody two shoes roles for too long. You and said now that. he's finally branching out. You said that with straight face. I like, sh- I said it with I, straight face, but not straight intentions. <laughs> okay. Nicholas Holt can get it. No, uh, <laughs> no, he's dude. He he's a good choice for Lex Luthor, man. Especially if they do, because I've seen him bald before. It works. Um, but they could do a not bald Nicholas Holt, and that could be kind of cool. And then he loses his hair by the end. I really want to see because Jesse Eisenberg lost his hair off screen. I think right. Yes. Yeah, so it's like I want to see him lose his hair because Superman fucked up his experiment or something. That'd be great. Or the radiation from Superman or the kryptonite that he has in his possession makes him go bald because it's radiation. I mean, that's how it works in the comics. It would be cool if, like, Metallo is the villain. And then Metallo, he's making Metallo and then is like... The villain's engineer. They already cast the villain. Who the fuck is the engineer? From the Authority. Yeah, fucking stop with the authority, man. Yeah, not me. Not me. Look at James Gunn. Maria Gabriela Del Faria is going to star, have been cast earlier as the engineer. Is yes. the engineer a good guy? Yes. So what the... So are, it doesn't say they're an antagonist. Just that That's what it said on the other articles I was reading earlier uh, last week. Yeah, she's. I guess she's young enough to be an antagonist for Superman if they're going for the, um, what's this kid's name? Who's Superman? Oh, we we love the silence. Fill the void, James. What are you doing? Anyway, so while he looks up that Superman stuff, I will. David Cornsweet. <laughs> there we go. David Cornsweet. Yeah, but this movie's also stacked with freaking. You know, Nathan Fillion and Metamorpho, Mr. Terrific, Hawkgirl. I know. Nathan Fillion is being credited as Hal Jordan right now. I don't know if that's true. No, he's got Gardner. He's being credited as Hal Jordan right now. I'm looking. If you type in Superman Legacy cast on Google, everybody pops up correct except for him. You know, he was confirmed to be uh, Guy Gardner. IMDb says it's Guy Gardner. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's that's crazy. Like, it, it. it, oh, they just added Nicholas Holt here. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a Superman movie. <laughs> no. It, it, it's. It's a DC movie. I'm I'm excited to watch it nonetheless. So am I. Yeah. But I just, I just hope they they just I mean nobody needs to see Superman's origin for a fucking no fifth time. God no we all know like, it like but like I need to see something no you don't. You know his origin. No one needs to see his origin. Oh, no, I don't need his whole-ass origin. I you don't need any of his origin. Something. We're good. You know it. I know it. That's the stranger of the street. They know it. We're well, good. no, because the way that Superman sets himself up is his wholesome, is his val- is his family values. We need to see his family values shown to him when he's a kid's progression. No, you don't. He's learning. You know, sure. We know he's, he's uh, unless you want to have him like a mass murderer, we don't have to show anything. <laughs> sure. Sounds good. Because even James Gunn said this is this movie is gonna be when he first joins the Daily Planet, 
So it's already mm-hmm. past him being a kid, past all that stuff. He wants it from this point forward, very much like um, the My Adventure Superman and Lois. Mm-hmm. You know, because we've seen well, it. We still got origin stuff, but sure. Well, no, that was splintered out through that story. Because we can have it splintered throughout the movie, dude. <laughs> like, shut dude, up. <laughs> dude, this movie's too stacked with people and story content that they're not going to be able to do his origin. Everyone dude, knows they could have been cast as cameos. Well, we, well, the authority, well, it's supposed to be, and I said this when they first mentioned that the authority would be in the movie when we first talked about it on the podcast was that that is they are the team that spurned Superman to form the Justice League later on. Mm-hmm. That he wants to not be them. Because they are the, and you know the authority, and I will do a, a authority episode at one point. Because that, that, yeah, the authority is the original Manchester Black team, right? No, that's no, that's no. the elite. That's the elite. Okay. Yeah, that's from what's so funny about yeah, the authority Spark. is is Midnighter and Apollo. Okay. Midnight Apollo, Engineer Jack Hawks, more Jenny Sparks, yeah. Swift, the Shaman. Yeah, I I know I know Manchester Black is currently on the authority team, but I thought. I, I mix up because Manchester Black's not really relevant. Well, you're reading because you're, you're reading the World War Saga. That's why. Yeah, but also Manchester Black hasn't been relevant in like he's a Teen Titans villain for the last five years, or even yeah. more than that. No, he popped up. He was in um, he was in Superman: The Authority, and then he was in the World War Saga. And now he's dead. Well, before that is what I said. This I said was... he was like a Teen Titans villain for the last like New Fifty Two onwards. It was, was only in that was, elite. Yeah, it was that one story arc, and that was it. Yeah, and, and then, then whenever he, was, he popped up in the background, and then, and then Titan, was, New Fifty Two, they're like, "Teen Titans, bad guy." The main one, Teen Titans, bad guy, in New Fifty Two, and then he after Superman Rebirth, he was in Superman book as a bad guy. Because that's when uh, John. Yeah, yeah, he, he popped. Yeah, he popped up in a few scenes, and then now he's on the. It was the whole story arc because he was the bad guy for the whole story arc for the like four issues of um, Gleason's run. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. Because uh, you're sitting on the it's like four the, to six. It's somewhere. It's when um they pretty much made him like a pseudo Black Mercy type of character, mm-hmm. where he was like using psychic powers on John. Yeah, and like that other girl's part of that book for a while too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, man. Same. So comic book news, mm-hmm. and then we're into our topic. Only with an hour and a half in. Hmm. So we have the end of Comixology, which is just that Amazon shutting down the servers. Um, I think starting January, January 1st is the mm-hmm. end of the servers for Comixology. So everyone download your comics that you have on there. <laughs> yeah, well, that that's it's insane. What? That Comixology shut it down, like entirely. Oh, oh okay. I'm like, wait, what do you mean? That, like, um, that shouldn't be allowed. Why? Because that fucking sucks for people that have used Comixology forever. We've talked about the, um, we've talked about why digital comics are fucking poopy, poopy nonsense. This is the reason why, but it's crazy that they're doing it. I thought we were just like, you know, being speculator boys Mm -hmm. and saying, you know, watch out. I didn't know it was going to, no, it was going to happen. They, um, they had been. They had made the announcement that they were going to start slowing down and and changing their server Mm -hmm. status and doing all that stuff. In the coming year, within the coming year, no one knew when. There was no date. Um, so a lot of people were already fleeing Comixology starting like uh, late summer because they, they needed an outlet. Actually, that's how we got a new customer in the store because he goes, 
Comixology. I got an email from Comixology saying they're shutting down their servers soon. Um, so I went and trying to find a comic shop I can buy comics at, and you guys popped up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and um, that's the problem though. Like, it, really, why comic? That's why like the Comixology thing. It's because they probably weren't making enough money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Again, just think it's it's all business thing at the end of the day for them at least. It's a business thing. There's probably not enough. It's not like they didn't have enough content. They had tons of content. The problem is there's too much content, you know. Mm-hmm. And how many people were going there to read books, you know, and pay a subscription? You know, they banked on things like if you had a subscription in Comicsology and you weren't using it, for example, like you weren't using it as often or buying as often, um, and so they could just keep billing you. The problem was. Mm-hmm. If you had a three ninety nine subscription, then you could sit there and read, you know, the entirety of like Avengers, for example. I'm just making shit up. You know, hmm. what's the point of renewing it when you can just, uh, you know, just not, you know, just not renew it? You don't have to. You know, you just read all the Avengers. I just read for Avengers. Awesome. You know, or like you just may not, you may have not had the monthly subscription that you wanted. You know, as a business, who knows? There's, there's millions of reasons why. You know. It probably just comes down to like profit, how much profit they were making, you know. Yeah, of course. And that's why things like the Comicsology originals never made sense to me, in the sense of like having them then put out. Well, ninety, ninety, fucking ninety percent of them would get published. It was only the people that were true indies on Comicsology that wouldn't get fully published unless it was popular, and then Dark Horse would be like, sure. Well, but it was like, the ones written by you know Snyder and Zdarsky. Yeah, and that's what I mean. All I these count those big names. Those books could have absolutely just been just published through Dark Horse, and no one would have known the difference. You know what I mean? Like I just like that made no sense. But hey, you know it's 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 to be honest, I honestly think the only real outside of illegal comics like websites to go to, the really only two that can really stay would be Marvel Unlimited and DC Infinite. Yeah, I use Marvel Unlimited a, a lot more than I did in the past. I use it more for research, though. Even but, with, um, even though, dude, it's just the content's good on there. Just like DC Infinite. Mm-hmm. Like, the content's good. Yeah, I, I'm, I, was, I was thinking about getting DC Infinite because I was trying to do some research on... Um, like, uh, I've been reading the War World Saga, and I told Why you not? off mic that I've been trying to do research on Mongol, and I was trying to find, like, stories where he's prominent, and it took me a long time to find, like, proper, like, notes on what books he was in, and, like, it took me way too long. But if I had DC Infinite, I could type in Mongol and click on his name, and then I'd see every book he's in. Like, that's what Marvel does for characters that are popular. Obviously, if you do, like, Jeff the Shark, it's not going to give you uh, an option for him. But if you type in Spider-Man Peter Parker... You can click on that, and then it'll give you every single issue Spider-Man Peter Parker has ever appeared in that's available on Comic- um, Marvel Unlimited. So DC has an option like that, too. So I might be getting DC Infinite soon. I don't know. It's just think it's, about it. For those that don't have a comic shop available or that have – or it's just like space reasons or monetary reasons, it mm-hmm. really is – it makes more sense to use that stuff. Not to say that you shouldn't go – because you have to support the official release because that's how they make more comics, um, mm-hmm. and that's how they make money. Um but really what it is is that it makes sense. It's the only way you can – besides the facsimile is to go back and read like the old – you know, that's the Golden Age stuff. That's how I read All-Star and that's how I read Action, you know, on DC mm-hmm. Infinite. You know, it, Marvel Unlimited makes good content. You know, that ties into canon stuff. But it's just not big enough to be able to put into the store, you know. 
it, it, it works. It's a good training ground for new writers, you know, and new artists without being forced in the public where it's like, oh, well, your writing's just okay. And then be pandered where at least this is a testing ground for, for content creators, you know, mm-hmm. but like places like Comicsology, yes, there is like a draw to it, but now think about it. The big two are the big two for a reason there there's, and th- because they both have their own, like pretty much server service for digital comics, it makes sense that Places like Comicsology would be obsolete. How many people are really running to Comicsology for Dark Horse or Image or for whatever? You know, if you have the option to go to Marvel Limited or go to DC Infinite, go there. It's cheaper. Really, it is. And you have a bigger selection of stuff that you already enjoy. For sure. So, and now finally. Opus Comics to pay pub to pay publish uh, pay writers and creators before publication. That came out because they were in last week they were in hot shit because they were about to be sued up the a hole because there were so many writers and artists coming out saying they weren't getting paid by Opus that Opus had to actually say mm-hmm. they had to stop making books for a while and it's going to be a massive delay in a lot of their content until this can be settled. Now, as of this morning. They came out and said that they were going to start start paying the people they owe money to, so they can start making content again. And it's wild mm-hmm. that all this year has done is more and more publishers are saying, "Oh, well, we can't pay our creators." Yeah, they're like, "Whoops!" I'm like, "What is that? That's insane!" That it's that's because they, it, it, we've talked about it before. They're yeah. IP farming. They're just trying to get as much as they can, and then they're hoping that these books that they pick up get options so then they can pay the creators that they're that they're getting from cuz whatever deal they get from the option they use to pay the creators that they haven't paid yet that's how you know it's essentially like a long form loan it's like hey i'll pick up your book but i'll dodge your emails until we have money <laughs> that's so dumb i i was going to say something about something that's going on with us but i won't say that here no we we're... We've heavily hinted at it in the past. We're still waiting. Uh, you And I can't get in touch with them on any social media. Yep, it's the best. They're not going to respond. No. Nope. Uh, we'll eventually hear from them, and then if we don't hear anything, then we'll fucking do something about it. I guess. We'll just release We'll just release the book and see what they do. Yeah. We'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> we'll yeah. get there. So... At this point, I want it. I just want it back so I can wash my hands with them and then call it a day. At this point, I'm okay with burning a bridge. I'm yeah. not going to say any of the names, but if you pay attention, you'll know who we're talking about. Exactly. Especially if you follow us on Twitter. We do. We. I mean, you directly called them out. I was just tagged. So yeah, if you want to find out who it is, go follow James on Twitter, or follow me, or follow any. We all shared it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Joy. We we'll get there. Yeah, so Opus joins the Hunter's bottom list of never going to get published by them because they're shitty. Yeah, people, because you know. apparently until they turn their image until they turn their image around, of course, I'm always down for redemption or second chances. But you know, you got to prove to me that you're a good boy. Well, that's so. one thing. It does, it, like, that's the problem. Like with this, like it's just, like it's greed. Prove you play greed. ball, kid. What's well, <laughs> greed? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we, we know how it is. But like, I get it. You know, as a business, you want to stay afloat. You want to. You know, keep your business going. So you got to do what you got to do. But you know, then stop getting more books. Sure, maybe one or two of them will get options, but you know, some aren't. So stop picking those ones up. Yeah, like Loki. Come on, 
<laughs> you know what books? You know what books? Like Good Boy can't get picked up. It's John Wick. Yeah, exactly. But a dog, like that, can't get picked up. That's just carbon copy. I know it's different. It's not. It's not. But there are some books that you know just can't get picked up. Yeah. It's so. all about con- it's all about content and IP farming, and that's the problem. Like you can't yeah. just keep picking up these books. How many and not all publishers are like that. We're not saying yeah. they all are, but there's uh, a large majority of smaller guys that are a little bit too. Yeah, well, Aftershock, I feel like, is a little bit different. Aftershock, I feel like, wasn't IP farming as much as they were just not selling as much as they initially did when they lost. No, it was all IP farming. That was the whole problem, and they didn't make enough money back to be able to then— Dude, they've only gotten one IP out of that that's uh, going—let me me double-check. Yeah, it should only be uh, the one that Norman Reedus is doing, the cowboy one, Undone by Blood. Everything else has not been picked up, at least to my knowledge. And that's animosity had a had some ring to it for an an, for an animated show, but then it just dropped off. I don't know. Well, that's because what well that happens to all studios. All studios buy things and hold on to it, and then they go eh, whatever, and they let go. Yeah. The joys of corporate comics. Mm Hmm. But yeah, so we're an hour and a half in, so let's jump into our topic. Yay! We are talking about Loki season two. Um. For a quick catch-up, last season ended with Sylvie killing He Who Remains and Loki being shunted to the TVA and them not remembering who he was. And Statues of Kang now repl- – I'm oh, sorry. And the timeline Kang. starts going haywire. Yes, and Statues of Kang remains uh, are appearing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Season 2 opens exactly where we left off. <laughs> season 2 leaves fucking no – like they're just like, here you go. Everything takes place right after season one, which I think is very – except for that little end bit. Oh, Everything yeah. takes place right after season one, which I think is awesome because I always had the question in my brain like what is Marvel going to do when a season of a show comes out besides what if? When a season of a show comes out that is a sequel to the original, where are you going to put it? Like this is mostly a Disney Plus problem Yeah, because if you put – because Disney has the Marvel section in timeline order. And Loki sits right after Endgame. But if you release Loki Season 2 and it actually took place after Ant-Man and the uh, Ant-Man 3, then, you know, you'd have to stop watching it, then go back and remember it. But if you forget, then it's like, whoops. So it's cool that it all takes place right after it, except for that little end bit, which does take place later. But that can be, you know, whatever. Who cares? But it's cool that they kind of were aware that this might be an issue because this is the only show so far besides What If that got picked up for another season. I well, that think... is, that released another season, I should say. Well, yes. Also, I don't think I think I don't think they were like aware of it. I think they always had planned on the story to be like back to back. Oh how, yeah, the... Loki was one of the last shows that they had a proper showrunner for before yeah, they started and... not doing that. Now yeah. they're back, but Loki was the one that had like a bible set up from like the beginning. Yeah, and even if it. Because of how season one ended, it makes sense for season two to fall right afterwards. Um, even I mean, if, you like, could have but, easily written your way into the future where it's like, and Loki's just been fucking dealing with it, and we're here now four months yeah, later. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Like, like, like Agatha covering the chaos was really a especially because to, the TVA takes place. At, you know, the the oh, no, it's not the TVA takes place. I'm sorry, the TVA is set in an area where the time scale is, you know, you can appear whenever you want. I mean, even So they could easily be like, time moves differently here, sucks to suck, <laughs> you know? Even without that, it, it's still even, 
because of the, how the story was being unfolded, it, it actually make, it, it helps it that it's back to back. If they were like we're skipping oh, through all this, it, it would be too complicated and too weird for them mm-hmm. to be like, oh, and this was like eight months later, and now we're getting back to it. Like that makes no sense, you know? Yeah. You know, like like I said, I was going to say like Coming to Chaos is a sequel to WandaVision, but it doesn't need to be right after. It could be eight it years looks like after. It's taking place. Well, yeah, depending on how Billy ages, if it's through magic or if it's through actual aging because it has been two years i think canonically in the mcu that the um so yeah sure two years wouldn't make the kid go from nine to 16 but you know magic i'm not even talking about i'm not even talking about (laughs) i'm not even talking about wiccan i'm talking about like the real the plot of it which is agatha being free her getting out. Oh yeah, she, she could have taken her a few years to do it for sure. Yeah, it could be like, all right, when Wanda died, quote unquote, in in Multiverse of Madness, that's what. Set yeah, her up. magic drops from everything. Right. That is actually probably what they're gonna do. Yeah, and that and that's that would make what, sense that if she had a spell and then she died, that the spell would be dispelled. Right. So let's say like let's say that, that could be a year or or three months or whatever. It's fine, you know, for the story purposes. That's all fine, you know. Mm-hmm. Loki season two opening up right where season one left off is great, you know, and I, I hand it to the, like, really this entire series takes place within maybe three days, really, not counting it's, the, not counting I think the, would see, yeah, besides all the time slipping manipulation, I would say yeah. probably a week at most. Right. Yeah, without all the time travel nonsense. Yes, because there's a whole thing later on. You know, yeah, which was which was very cool. <laughs> yeah, again, the series is good, uh, and, and I hated season one. You know, I didn't like season one. Yeah, I mean, you didn't hate it. It's you definitely not, weren't I, as high as everybody else was. No, I'm I glad really you turned like around for one. season two because I didn't like season one because I mean, I, you I like your meta, you, you like your meta science nonsense. So when season two kind of cranked it up, you were like, Fuck not me. even that. That's not why I like season two. I like season two for. A couple of reasons, like a lot of reasons, actually. Um, I think the story was better. It's kind of what season it's very one well paced. Yeah, like, well, yeah. We were talking about how, like, yeah. Well, sure, the overall narrative plot is we have to stop the multiverse from exploding, as opposed to the first season, which was like we need to make sure the multiverse stays in one zone. Um, I always Im- imagined when that show was first announced that it was going to be Doctor Who, but with Loki, where yeah. it was Loki and Mobius solving time travel nonsense. Season one has like one or two episodes where they try that, but mostly it's trying to find the Loki variant, aka Sylvie, and stop her from doing terrorism. Yeah, which season two is like he's going from different timelines. He's helping all of his friends. He's figuring out the how to save the multiverse by recruiting different. Like it's actually what the show should have been. Yes, and that's why I love it so much. It's like. You gave me what it I being wanted. It being set back-to-back back is cool, too, because 12 episodes isn't that much compared no, to, not. like, you know, 18 episodes, which is going to be Daredevil across one yeah. – sorry, across one season. And that's the whole thing. Like, I do like the, the pace. I mean, again, why I like the story so much, it is kind of what I wanted the show to be from season one. Like, I wanted season one to be him, him – because that's what season two is. It's him and Mobius trying to figure out how to fix things and then doing time travel shenanigans, you know. Yeah. And it didn't have to, like, if it wasn't even as high stakes as this was, it ended up being, you could have done that on all season one, and season one would have been a banger, and you did it for season two with higher stakes like they did now, even better. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it's oh. it, it's so good. Like this, everyone. I feel like if the show wasn't six episodes and they had like that eight episode structure for all of them, I think Loki might have benefited from having two episodes in each season. That just, I mean, maybe not season two because how concise it was. No, because this was. But really season tight. one could have had a little bit like two episodes to play with. Yeah. You know, like oh, Loki fucking does this cool thing, and you could have even involved the characters you know that are non sequiturs, like you know harvey from fucking iron man 3 where it's like yeah loki teamed up with harvey or something you know what i mean just like you could use a random not it's time travel you can use a random nonsense character that like justin hammer could have been fun to play with. that's that would have been a perfect moment to go back and revisit moments from from mcu history and stop someone from trying to mess up the timeline and or you could retcon stuff and make it like like you could retcon the terrence howard thing or the Mark Ruffalo thing where you go back in time to Incredible Hulk and then you just put Mark Ruffalo there. <laughs> Instead of, there. Uh, no, that's what they kind of did with What If, where if you watch the yes. What If episode of where they talk about the Hulk, it's Mark Ruffalo voice and face. Yes. Well, with, I'm so they could have done that. That would have been fun. No. I mean, with Loki, what they should have done was if you're, the threat is someone's messing up with the timeline in season one, having them – hunting them down through timeline and revisiting moments of the MCU where they slightly made changes. Like, all right, you know, they saved Iron Man. Uh, uh Oh, they shouldn't have saved Iron Man. That's causing a thing. Let's go make sure he gets like the choice. Like now Loki has to put Iron Man in a situation where he's going to get hurt. And now like, well, I'm not a bad guy, but I have to. Iron Man's too high profile, but yeah, you know I I understand what you're saying. It could be very cool. You know, that would have been the choice. Like, you don't have to, like, I don't want it to be fun and, and light and, and doofy. Like, that's not what the show should have well, been. Well, I was picking low stakes. I was picking low stakes characters like but, Harvey but and, like, even you know, this, Rhodey because, you know. Yeah, but you, easy. But like, it should, it needed to be, like, the problem is, like, you can, what the fun dynamic would have been it was the dynamic between Loki and Mobius in season one. And we get a lot of that in season two. And, and oh my god, that's why I love it. Especially in the Victor Timely episode where they're just like pretzels. You know what? <laughs> and he's like, I want to ride the Ferris wheel. <laughs> you know what it is? I didn't like Victor Timely. I didn't care for him either, but that's because he was just Jonathan Majors with a lisp. Yeah. Or was, I'm sorry, a speech impediment. Like, and, Stuttering, and he yeah. wasn't even like I feel like they could have just made him like why did they make him bumbling buffoon right like, like I feel like I, I was waiting for him to be like actually I'm a menace to society like he drops the stutter and like starts talking in like mani- maniacal sentences and then he just like becomes spaghetti well so and you're I like oh, okay <laughs> i don't like i don't care that he's like not a bad guy which is fine because like not all your no, but i feel like he should have been like they were all t- like they were hyping him up like victor timely's the right. guy and then he's just like, like some yeah. buffoon he's a bozo yeah you know and also like and the he... only reason why he's smart is because you cheated you're right you gave him like he's he wasn't smart by design. Like sure, you could see the kid doing some experiments, and he would have been a smart kid. But you gave him the TVA manual at what age eight? Right. Like of course that kid's gonna be a genius. You know, and it's like it's that. I think the problem was they didn't play into the idea. Like you could have had Victor Time like the way you should have played. Dude, it Ravona like, showed up and did nothing. She did nothing. She had like some romantic chemistry with Victor Timely, and you're like, "Oh, she's supposed to be with Kang." And then Miss um, cool. Minutes, Miss Minutes, they go to the He Who Remains' his corpse, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and that's cool. 
um, and they show like what Ravona was to him, and then you know she gets kicked out of the time chamber or whatever, or Miss Minutes leaves her or something, and then Sylvie finds her, and then they just throw her. They just what is it? They purge. What was? They prune. They prune her, and she goes to the purple. She goes to the prune dimension, where she's definitely going to tame the purple beast, yeah. and then become a problem later on. Well, that's the whole. But thing. now that the Kang storyline could potentially dropped, does she become a problem, or do we just say fuck it? Ravone is the main bad guy of Eternity. You make her a female Kang. You make her female Kang. Like I think that would universe. be very cool. Ultimate Universe. Yeah. They did the female Kang, which was just evil Sue. That could be very fun. Ravona would be a very good villain because she has a an authoritative presence that honestly Kang does not have. He does. He not... got beat by ants. He got beat by ants, dude. That dude. <laughs> so that was the whole problem with Kang. Like he keeps getting beat. So how do you make him such a threat later on? That there's more of him. Like I, I can understand. Like I can understand how he who remains got killed. You know, you're fighting gods. He didn't. And Victor, Victor Timely, well, Victor Timely died because he became spaghetti because the multiverse energy was too strong. And also, Victor Timely is like a just a person version yeah, of that. Yeah, but like he so who like remains, Kang losing to ants. Get out. Yeah, you have Kang losing ants. The, the top two versions that we've seen so far, the real threats, were Kang and He Who Remains. Kang got beat by he ants. He Remains proved to be pretty strong, all things considered. Yeah. He was like, I can stop time. He was like, he was like, actually, this is, you know, a whole. I, I love that scene where he's uh, where Loki confronts him, and Loki's like, "How do you know this is my first time through?" And I'm like, "Yo, that's a that's good cool. line." <laughs> I was like, "How do you know?" Yeah, dude, I liked when Victor Timely was like, "Oh, you finally figured it out." I was like, "Shut up, you son of a bitch!" <laughs> like he's just like, <laughs> "See you soon." Very like, cool. So, all right, before we, because we'll talk about everything we love about this forever. The only thing no, I didn't like, the only thing I didn't like were Victor Timely, just because I, I didn't not like him. I just thought he could have been either more of a dick, a secret bad guy, or I don't know, man. Jonathan Majors is just not good at playing somebody who's not intimidating because of how fucking huge he is right yes. now. Yes, because of Creed. Like if you see him in, I think it's The Five Bloods, he's like a skinny person. Like he looks like a person, but because of Creed, like He Who Remains isn't that ripped. No, I mean, no. yeah, he's wearing flowy robes, but you could tell if he was ripped and wearing flowy robes, right? If and that's you, only like, and then you see Kang, and they have a shirtless scene in Ant Man Three, I think, and it's like, dude, he's huge. He's gonna make you eat your own ass. And now you're gonna put Victor Timely in a button-up suit, and you're gonna pretend like he's not about to throw hands with these guys. Did, that's he's a thing. he's a monster. <laughs> like yeah. he was doing science and fucking lifting weights. <laughs> yeah, he just squats all day. And the thing yeah. is that the thing with Victor Timely is like. They should have made it where, like, when he was on stage, like, you know, when he was, like, doing the performance and made him, like, the stutter, and they just, like, just dropped the stutter. Yeah, the like, stutter stop. should have been an act. Yeah, that he used to, like, kind like, of, When like, he, like, yeah, like, he, he used it to con them, because, the, yeah. like, yes, he does have smart technology, it's not fully complete, but he sells these things. Yeah, he needs money. So I think it would have been cool where he's, like, stuttering in front of the mayor, whoever the fuck bought it, some oil company guy, and then when he talks to Loki and Sylvie, once he, uh, Loki and Sylvie, Loki and Mobius and Ravona. Once he figures out they're also not potential buyers, he could drop the stutter. And then when the mayor comes back, he can put it back on. That's not the mayor. Yes. You know what I mean? When the businessman comes back and chases him around, then he puts the stutter back on. And then Loki and Mobius go, oh, this guy's a con man. Right. It, but they needed his brain. So I guess maybe they couldn't do that. I don't know. I think they could have done it. They're like, they he's smart, but a con man. 
They should make because yeah. he was being con man. It's just a stutter thing. He's got one got annoying real fast, and it was just. I like, think it's, it's just the way that he was doing it. Yeah, it's the way like, he sounds. He doesn't yeah, sound like he has a stutter. It's just because it, it's an actor pretending to have a stutter. <laughs> yeah, you know, it just and also that's not how he, I feel like that's not how he normally sounds. He put on a voice for Kang and for He Who Remains. Like, sure, it's not like an accent or anything, no, but it's definitely not like if Jonathan Majors talked like that in real life, I would not want to talk to him ever. No, like but... you sound like a monster. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you, you sound know. like a bad person, and maybe it's true, but <laughs> we'll never know. Maybe, maybe. But like, I've, I true. haven't seen him in a proper interview where he's not like laughing because like they did the Creed interview and he's like a normal person in that. Yeah, besides being like looking like a big beef boy because he's got bulky. But like Kang puts on a voice. He who remains puts on a voice. Victor Timely, it's because it's the same actor playing the same character that he's like, well, Victor Timely has to sound the same, but because he's a nerd, he has a stutter. Yeah, I'm like, like I'm surprised they didn't make him sound like this. Hey guys, I'm Victor Timely. Like I'm surprised they didn't make him sound like a white guy. That's very possible. Because back in the day, back in the day, as trying to be a like, I don't know how. This might sound bad, but back in the day, there weren't a lot of black scientists. I mean, so having a Thomas Edison type black scientist, you'd think you'd put on a white voice. So you sound like the other guys you're trying to be. I know, you know, because that's how the masses would accept you more. If you sound like because you can't look like it, but if you sound like it, it's all matters. You're selling a product. You're selling an image. Yeah. So if they made him sound like a white guy, I feel like that would have been more like in character for Victor timely of what was it? 19, not 87. What was it? The sixties Victor timely was from in the comics. He was from the sixties. Yeah. But what did Disney plus do? They made like forties. It was, I thought it was 1899, but I could be fucking wrong. That seems like not true. That seems like light bulbs weren't invented in 1899. No, they weren't. <laughs> Let me get to Loki. Hold on. No, he was from like the forties. He's on what? He's from the oh, 40s. was eighteen? It was eighteen ninety three. Okay, That's so bad. Eighteen ninety three. I was kind of right. I was actually wrong because I gave it eighteen ninety nine. So eighteen ninety three. So I guess light bulbs were invented back then. Eighteen ninety three. Like, and in eighteen ninety three, you're telling me Victor Timely doesn't pretend to have a white guy voice? Victor Timely wouldn't be a lion to me. Victor Timely wouldn't be, but wouldn't been allowed on a stage. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that maybe that's why he was at like a carnival. He was at like yeah. a state fair. You know, he wasn't he at like he wasn't presenting it in front of the sharks. You know, <laughs> he would have gotten killed in that state fair. Yeah, th- those guys would have murdered him instead of trying to just l- beat him up and get their money back. They would have fucking iced him and then stolen his thing. A hundred percent. Like eight eighteen ninety three. Okay. Yeah, I mean, sure, it's an alternate universe. It's the Marvel universe. Things are better, but like, but, damn boy, but <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah. So I think if he just didn't sound like Kang, because I was waiting for him to heel turn, because like yeah. they were setting up like right before the episode where he like gets turned into spaghetti the first time. I was like, and all of a sudden he's gonna change his demeanor. And then fuck them. He's going to turn on them so hard. The moment. And then he just like sacrifices himself because he's a good guy. I'm like, what? I'm like, what are you doing? The moment that it should have happened was the hot chocolate scene. 
when it's oh that, that that's what I thought was happening. So me too. They were gearing up for him to like like prune that guy, but he just like runs away. He's like and he might have actually pruned the guy. I don't remember. He might have pruned the guy and then ran away. But like that could have been his heel turn. Like actually, um, because they gave him because he who remains had a contingency plan where he would give the. I mean, maybe his contingency plan was to get Loki involved because whatever nonsense. Sure, but you can't account for the god of mischief. Not really, anyway. Especially because you know he gets you by the end. So I think the better story would have been for them to set up Victor Timely as being like, you get the TVA manual, but then only Kang's variants can see a secret code that he put in there because of their genetics or, or some science mumbo jumbo where Kang upon reading this gets a hidden message that turns him into an evil person. Well, that just... not turns him, but you know what I mean? Like sets him up to be evil. Yeah. Or at least become he who remains, who is more ruthless than he lets on. Exactly. Instead, instead he's just a bumbling idiot until he gets spaghettified. Which was like a... And it was a cool scene for sure, but I, I mean, really wish wild. he did heel turn. I wish he heel turned. Me too. I agree with you. I 100% agree. Because then it would have made Victor Timely, because he who remains says that everybody, all of his variants are like evil. And then you see in Ant-Man, the, multi, the, the Council of Kangs, all of them are showing up, cheering on world domination. You don't see Victor Timely there, because sure, he's in 1893, and maybe not all Kang variants are evil. Iron Lad's kind of not evil. But, you know, Victor Timely, he'll turn. Yeah, <laughs> Come just, on. Again, it was, like I said, that was one of my only misgivings. Uh, and the use but of even the then, like, even then, like, the story is still really good. Like, I don't so think far, I would yeah. actually, like, this in hindsight, okay. sure, you change it. But while I was watching it, I was like fucking this is great yeah and this is not a this is not a a, a thing about against the story this is just against the one character that's whatever no like victor victor timely they used him how they wanted to and it worked yeah but they could have made him more evil you know that's just more evil they just could have done it better like i said my thing was like the stutter was stupid i think the idea of him being a bumbling idiot scientist from the 1840s is stupid you know you could you could just had him in like a, a way to tie it to the mcu early MCU was that he was at the World's Fair that Steve and Bucky were at when, because in the World's Fair scene in Captain, Captain America with a Soldier and in Captain America, you see um, the Human Torch in the, like his yeah, little Yeah, that was tube, made by Timely, right? Which was made by Phineas Horton. Timely was Horton's uh, assistant. Yeah, that would have been really cool to see. Yeah. That would have been a cool because, dude, in Loki they have it tie back to like lines directly from Episode One and Thor One. Uh, why not tie that? Why not make it in the forties? And then you see, like Sebastian Stan is probably easy to get because yeah. he's tied to all your nonsense. You could have easily had Sebastian Stan walking around the state fair, and then like, oh hey, who are you? And then you could even have um, Loki say something because. Tom Hiddleston was talking in a bunch of interviews. He hasn't interacted. Loki himself hasn't interacted with a few characters. He's like, I never got to interact with Sam. I never got to interact with Bucky. Like, it'd be cool if you got to interact with Bucky. He also that there with the lines that he references in from Thor Ragnarok, or from Thor and from um, season one, he ad libbed. He added those in. Tom Hiddleston himself added that in. Yeah, because he thought they would be good. Yeah, and they they do. And they it's still great. like they can they can say no. I mean, yeah, of course. But they didn't because it worked. Because it does work. 
I think the thing yeah. was, and, and that's this is just my own my own thing with it is that I think Verona was wasted. Sure. Was after the first, like in the beginning, I was like, okay, they're gearing her up to be like the big she's bad. either gonna find out she's Kang's lover and then become evil, or she's going to join Victor Timely and then become Kang's lover. Yep. And then they just go neither, and then, <laughs> and then they miss prune her, and then she, dude, like after episode four when they prune her, she doesn't pop up until like an end credit scene. Essentially, it's not yep. really an end credit scene, but you know what I mean. Like she pops up in the last episode, and it's like what? And then we got big horny miss minutes. Oh my god, that was uncomfortable. That was right. I hate. I, I hated that scene. <laughs> I was like, like oh my goodness, what are you doing? I was like, this is getting like, weird. I love you. I'm like, jeez. Victor Timely was even like, bruh. I'm like, unplug her. Yeah, reset, reset this bitch. Like, there's a reason you didn't get involved. I feel like they... <sighs> or they can I feel like they ruined Miss Minutes. They did. Been cool. I feel like they ruined Miss Minutes in season I agree. two. I was like, yikes. I agree. They did. Because they could have... You could have made her where they unplugged her at the they're end. Gonna do J- they're going to do Jocasta in Vision Quest. Yeah, I know. Or they if we it. ever get Vision Quest, who knows? Eventually. You know, if they do That's Vision Quest. That's how they Quest. keep Michelle Pfeiffer around. You know. isn't it Wasp? Yeah, it's Wasp. Yeah, well, so that's how yes. they can keep Michelle Pfeiffer around instead of doing Evangeline Lily. Or they could do Evangeline Lily. But I think they would do Janet and then keep her around as like a voiceover because she's not going to want to keep fucking No, because in the comic books, <laughs> Especially after Ant Man 3. Yeah. In the comic books, Jocasta's brainwaves are built out of. Uh, Janet's brain. Yeah, but because um, Hope isn't really a character, it, it could no. be either one. But I'd like it to be Michelle Pfeiffer. It should be Michelle Pfeiffer. Or you could have yeah. done it and made a reboot. That's who it, it is, right? It is Michelle Pfeiffer. I'm not yes. just being stupid. No, you're not okay. being stupid. It is Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer plays Janet. <laughs> okay. Oh, um, I keep saying it with confidence. Yeah, okay. I'm right. No, you're, I keep saying it with right. confidence. And then I'm like, wait a second. If you were wrong, I'd wrong correct before. you. Man. Oh, you're not good with names either. Um, no, I'm bad. I'm awful at actors' names. Um, but the, what they should have done it, to make it a heel turn is that she, beca- like that, Miss Minutes becomes Jocasta, um, and make it that instead of just like or oh, well, Miss Minutes takes over Ravona's body. Yeah, something. I don't know how that would happen, but you could make it happen. Anything because like that would have been crazy. Essentially, they just unplugged her. Yeah, they re- they rebooted her, and then. When the TVA kind of blows up and resets, they like fucking factory reset her to day one. Which is dumb. Yeah, because eventually she's going to go evil again, but that's what they're waiting for. Well, that was the whole point. Remember they even bring up in the show, they're like, oh, well, without Miss Minutes, we can't do this. How about you just unplug her? Apparently, you can just unplug her and restart her. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Also, they did. But I think the AI would eventually figure out how to stop being able to do that. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah, but that's whatever. There's got to be a way for them because because the, then Miss Minutes is now non-threatening. But that's the like whole problem. They they made her non. Reset your router. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but th- but they made her non-threatening the moment they were like, well, the computer system shut down, so it shut off Miss Minutes. Why don't we just do that from the beginning when we couldn't get the blast doors open and just reset her, and we could got the blast yeah. doors open four days ago instead of trying to figure out what the hell this whole thing was. Yeah. Like, that's the only problem by having a character that's, like, a computer-based character like Miss Minutes, where it pretty much was easy to do that. By the way, she's also a sociopath. 
Miss Minutes, yeah. She was like smiling when those people were getting cubed. Yeah, she was like, "Hell yeah, dude, fuck them up." It was good, but besides like the two things I like, I rant about for the show. It's I love everything else about the show. Everything else is great. Oh yeah, we complain about some of this nonsense and we complain about the hindsight stuff, but you know, nothing's perfect. It's nothing's perfect, and it was very good. Season but it's still very good. Strong. I like, like it a lot. Season two is stronger than season one, and so oh, hundred percent. 100%. There were a few episodes in season one where I was like, all right, this one slaps. But there are a few episodes in season one where I was like, why is this here? What yep. are you doing? I don't so feel I like that season two had like all bangers. With this, even the slow episodes that were like. In season two, I feel like there were no slow episodes. It was I mean, always like, we got to keep going. I mean, there was always something going on, but like the slow stuff was like when they went to go see Sylvie. You know, at McDonald's. Yeah, but that's but that's meant to be like emotional nonsense. Well, that's what I mean. It still impacted the story and moved the story forward. It didn't feel like it was fluff or like just kind of a nothing burger or like I'm dragging my way through this episode, you know, just mm-hmm. for some sort of quote unquote emotional payoff that I may not give a shit about. You know, yeah. no, everything worked. Everything about the season worked, except for like they said, the two things we talked about, but everything else works. Every character grows in their own way. The fact that they were even Ravona grows, even if they don't use her. Uh, yeah, that's the only problem. They just don't. They just fuck up the characters. All the bad guys. Th- that's what it is. This season's really good. The bad guys are bad. Well, because there are really no bad guys. Well, exactly. Who, who are the bad guys? He who well, remains. He's a be. secret bad guy. Yeah, well, it's supposed he's to revealed be. to be a bad guy in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, but it's supposed to be like it's supposed to be Verona. It's supposed to be Miss Minutes, you know. Yeah, but then they get shut down in episode three. Yeah, and then it's like time itself is the bad guy, <laughs> and then it's like, oh well, wait, yeah. guess what? It's he who remains is really the bad guy. Dude, there were so many theories going around that Obi was actually a bad guy. They're like, Obi's a secret Kang variant. I'm like, shut up. All right, well, this is what happens I'm when like, we have fans and that want to make theories. I'm like, what are you even, I'm like, what are you even talking about? Yeah, I'm like, people... besides the contract, I'm like, they've showed every Kang variant is fucking Jonathan Majors. Yeah, so, like, even if it, what do you even mean if... Obi's going to be a Kang variant? Yeah, I know. He's a little Asian man. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you talking I about? I mean, that would have I mean, mattered. It would be cool if Kang could have been a different, you know, shapes and sizes, but, you know. Yeah, and that's fine. That's whatever. That's just because of variance. He might be gone anyway. And we saw with the Lo- we saw it with in season one with Loki because we saw different people be yeah, Loki. Like, yeah, variants. so Loki's variants are all different except for President Loki. Yes. You're telling me all the Kang variants are the same guy? Exactly. <laughs> a little nuts. But um, outside of that, like the OB theory was whatever, but I like OB. You know, I liked oh, B fifteen. You know, Mobius was great. Casey was awesome in this one. They made Casey a main character in season two. Yes, they did. In season one, he was in like two episodes. But it, but he was. Like and a then in character. season two, he's in all of them. It was good. Well, because he, he he gets more closely tied to the friendship yeah circle. It was good though because he was I'm... always kind of like a friend to Loki, but you know he was just not a main character. No. Again, a season lot. two they're like he's there. This episode's really good. I think I like a lot of it. I like I like, I like the whole thing. You know, every the when I knew I liked it when I was excited to see the next episode. Oh yeah. You know, and that happens where like if I'm not excited, like I'm watching the Monarch show. I'm watching the the Godzilla Monarch show. I'm excited to see the next episode. Yeah. You know, 
with or like Moon Knight, I was never excited to watch the next episode. I was like, I'm oh, I was excited for Moon Knight. I was excited for She Hulk. I was mixed on Ms. Marvel only because what they were covering for her origin story, I read like, yeah. when it came out. So I kind of knew what they were doing. And then I was not excited for Secret Invasion only because it felt because we saw the trailer for the Marvels before the show even came out. It felt like it didn't matter. Right. I mean, like I was, I was like, and I was like oh, Fury doesn't die. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was in with Miss Marvel. Oh, no, sorry. I was fine with Miss Marvel. I was excited to see where Miss Marvel was going. I was excited to see this where this was going. Moon Knight, I was like, eh, whatever, because like it was like, wasn't going anywhere, you know. But I was like, so, I was, like at the edge of my seat, going, I cannot wait till next week to watch this show with Loki mm-hmm. season two, you know, because well, Loki, like the first four Marvel shows, I would even say Falcon Winter Soldier is an exception. Hawkeye was a little bit better. In regards to edge of your seat, what's next week gonna be? Because WandaVision was nuts. Yeah. Loki season one was nuts for Twitter. Um, what if people were like, okay, cool. That's different. Uh, Falcon Winter episodic. Soldier, Falcon Winter Soldier, people were on the edge of their seats for like two episodes, but because that show got cut short and because it was like kind of COVID related, they had to like you know they kind Not of even that, that like, show pretty hard. The but like was, Hawkeye, I was waiting every week. I was like, more Hawkeye, let's go. <laughs> every show from the original launch, Loki, or not Loki's. Like, I didn't like season one, but one yeah, of well, his, you know, but, but they had like like what's gonna happen? Nah, moments. I didn't really give a rat's ass about season one. Oh, no, you're you're in the minority then. I am. That's fine. I don't care. It's art. I didn't like season one. Um, sure. I liked, like, with WandaVision, I was super excited every day, every time it was on. Like, Falcon Winter Soldier, I loved every episode. I was at the edge of my seat. Hawkeye, I was at the edge of my seat every episode. You know, the rest of it, I haven't felt, like, the way I felt about Loki, I haven't felt since the beginning of the the Disney Plus shows. And it was good. I liked that feeling. You know, the feeling of not knowing what was coming. The well, feeling it's the only sequel show, too. So that's kind of like, mean, oh, that man. Too, so maybe but like, they had it right, or maybe the writers are just good in this one. That, but again, like, I didn't like season one. And for me to really like season two, like, it, it, it really... Well, they turned the high, they turned the science up to, like, 12. I mean that, but, like, even without the science, it's just kind of like, I wanted, like, the fun time travel stuff. I liked the stuff between Mobius. It was, they were actually partners in this, you know? Mm. I liked all that. I liked the fun stuff. Like them sitting in this, the cafeteria that only serves key lime pie for some reason. You know? Yeah. I like that scene. And it's an emotional scene, but it's a fun scene. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it, it's the Mobius at the jet ski place and Loki trying to explain to him. I'm like, oh, they pretty much explain like, oh, well, this isn't your life, but like it is. You know? Mm-hmm. I liked all that. I liked the Zaniac chase scene. You know? It was good from not – I liked it from start to finish. Like, I think the – also what helps with this, this show was riddled with theories, but it wasn't so much like they were absorbing – besides the OB thing. Um, they oh, were – I didn't even hear about theories until after the show. Like I didn't hear about the OB theory until like the last episode. I heard about like, like right before the last episode. It was like on CBS yeah, also yeah. and posted it. Or like yeah, like I did, like I remember when Wandavision, Loki, and even like like we said before, Falcon Winter Soldier, Hawkeye, but those weren't as heavily speculated. Besides right. the Kingpin stuff, yeah. But um, Wandavision and Loki, people were coming up with theories, especially Wandavision, like, and and coming up with theories left and right, and not even like good theories, just like I mean, wow. I feel like I couldn't go on Twitter without getting spoiled. I was able to not, 
I was able to not get any spoilers on the last three Marvel shows because people don't care anymore. I mean, there is superhero fatigue. It's true. Despite what people like, oh, well, it's not. No, it is. It's just too much content that's not. It's been very mediocre. Um, yeah. It happens when you start putting out mid. Yeah. And it's multiple mids. You know, mm-hmm. no one's saying dumpster fire, but like when you have some fucking dingers that aren't fucking going, you're like Eternals wasn't great. Mm-hmm. Eternals was like bad. Ant Man 3 was not great, especially for the movie that's supposed to set up your major bad guy. You know, people, when people are that were super excited about all your Marvel movies are now just going, eh, whatever, because of how repetitive and how okay they just are, or how bad some of them are, it's not a good sign. Mm-hmm. But like, when I mean, you they'll have still it, make hundreds of millions of dollars no matter what they put out because well, they have such a fan base that some people don't care. It's not even, it's not even, it's not that. So you'll always make your budget back. They'll make their budget back because it has nothing to do with. The comic book fan that gets upset or bored, it's the general audience because, like, teenagers that, that have a Friday night off, guess what they're going to go? And if there ain't that much content going outside, they don't care what the movie they're seeing. You yeah. know? And, oh, it's a Marvel movie? Sure. Sure. Good or bad, they're seeing it. And that's why DC movies keep getting made because, oh, Superman? Oh, Batman? Oh, Aquaman? I know these names. Sure. Exactly. They don't give a shit. You know, it's it's the it's the fans, the 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 fans are seeing it because they want to see the thing. Oh, we're the most vocal. Well, yeah. One day though, we're like, besides being like super hard into the comics, like some of us are. Even the people that are straight MCU only fans, while they may be annoying only in some fans? degree, an MCU they, only fans. <laughs> while they may be annoying in some degree, they do care about the mcu and they do notice when it starts lacking and that's what it is like and i said this i, I was saying this aunt as fans we should be harder on the mcu because we are fans of the properties and the projects you know i'm not saying this as like oh because I, I do a podcast about it. like we should be harder on it because we should expect more from the stuff we love um in greater quantity and in greater quality you know we're not saying, you know, do a million shows a year, you know, but like if you can give me a six episode series once, maybe twice a year, that's as good as Loki. Or if not, try to go better. That's fine. Do that. But don't also then give me shows like Moon Knight that go nowhere or like Eternals that went or a movie like Eternals that went nowhere, you know, mm-hmm. or Shang-Chi. God knows when the actual end piece of that, that, that scene is supposed to be where he's going to pop up. In Thunderbolts, who cares? You know, you made me already not care about the character by having it such a delay. Loki, the only reason I mean, why COVID I, didn't help. I, that's that's so far in the past now. It doesn't matter. Like <laughs> true. You know that was not like Shang Chi came out, and you still had three years afterwards where nothing came out. You know, say, so it's three years with we'll nothing announced in the pipeline. Well, they announced Shang-Chi too. No, they didn't, not officially. They announced the wreckage of time and they announced all the other phase five and six stuff. It's not on the it's not on the official list. When they made that list, when they were like, Oh, these are the movies coming out, they said there is a Shang-Chi too. The rumor was that was the name of the Well, movie. they called it they had a whole logo, they called it the wreckage of time, and then they had to put it on hold. That's because, what happened. It got announced when Blade got announced, bud. Yeah, and where's that Blade movie at? 
Same place Shang-Chi is, Limbo. Yeah. But it's still got announced. Shang-Chi was going to get a sequel. It's just been delayed. Yeah. Well, and now we're f- maybe getting it. We'll see. Yeah, I know. You know, it but just... maybe he'll be in Avengers. He'll be in Captain America 4. Whoopty friggin' do. Yeah, dude. But, like, Loki is good. I mean, you can... If they... Like, that's... It's a double-edged sword as a fan to look at Loki and go, why can't you do this all the time? <laughs> well, it depends on what showrunners they got. They of course. Got, I know Loki the reality. Had a showrunner. Yeah. Loki had a showrunner. None of the others did. I mean, Moon Knight may have... What is he doing? Moon Knight may have had... um all one director or like two directors that did all the episodes but you know the showrunner was not the showrunner the script writers were all different yeah like you need like loki did you it need well. some structure you have to have structure you know no one's saying like you can't let directors direct or writers write but like you got it there's a fine medium like why can't you do it and every other show in the world can do that like every show on the planet can do that you know, yeah. Loki was so good from start to finish that, like I said, we nitpicked about the bad guys in the show because we just felt like they were kind of were kind of piss poor on how we, they were delivered. But that it, even with their piss poor performances as the bad guys, the story still is great for the show. Mm-hmm. Like, so I don't know why. Like now, it just infuriates me. Like, why couldn't every show be like? This? Why couldn't She Hulk be like this? What? Because She-Hulk got rewritten in the last minute to make her not to make her She-Hulk from episode one instead of episode eight. Well, so I so I re looked into that actually. It was not that she becomes She-Hulk and transforms into her in the last episode. The origin story onto how she becomes She-Hulk is in the last episode. That's what she, and she turned. Yeah, so her origin story was going to be in episode 8, but it was going to be sprinkled throughout the show, and she was already going to be She-Hulk. That's, so that's what, what it was. We we misinterpreted and misread the last one. It is definitely still stupid. Like, just give us the origin at the beginning. It's called an origin for a reason. Yeah. Especially because it's not like Spider-Man, where we, don't, we haven't seen it six times. We've never seen her origin story told. Yeah. In live action, at least. So right, it's like, exactly. Dude, come on. It's like, just show us the beginning like they did, but they did it poorly. I think it would have been cool if she was finishing up a trial with some gangster and then she gets shot instead of some weird ship causing them to have a fucking car crash. I know. I know. I know. Especially because it was Bruce's fault. I know. But anyway, so anything else you want to talk about about Loki before we wrap up with our, our praise about the show? Nah, it was good. So out of, uh, I'm going to steal a line from John. Out of how many seconds, uh, one out of five seconds timelines, what are you giving it? I am giving it a four and a half sacred timelines out of five. Same as what I did for the first season. I do think season two is better, but there are some nitpicks we had. Uh, obviously, hindsight is fifth, is 2020, but you know I do feel like they had a few stronger episodes than they had weaker episodes, but they still had a few weak episodes. Oh, dude, I'm giving it five like episode two, Episode two and three were a little rocky. Dude, I'm giving like, this... All right, you're finding it again, but... I'm giving this a whole five out of five. Well, it's because you didn't like the first one so much that it blew you away. <laughs> I mean, that's true. <laughs> I was already riding the Loki's good train, so season two just kept it going. Yeah, you know? no, I, I give it a five out of five. It's, it, I love, like I said, mm-hmm. despite my nitpicks about like the, the, the villains in it, 
they don't affect the story in a negative way. Like if they were really bad as villains, and they, they're not Team Rocket, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're there for a purpose. They serve their purpose. Do I wish I saw other things happen with them? Yes. You know, but does it affect the story? No, because the story is not about them. The story's a Loki story. You know, I like the god. And by the way, he's not. He's a mix between the final form is a mix between the god of stories and the uh, King Loki. That's what it's looking. Yeah, he's going. He's going by the god of stories at least in all of the um, ancillary. Everybody's media. saying. Everybody's yeah. saying it's god of stories. But I do like the King Loki. But yeah, dude, we didn't talk about it. That scene's really cool. That suit's really cool. Um, the idea of Loki holding Yggdrasil together is really cool. Yeah. And Thomas, uh, Tom Hiddleston said that while he's done playing Loki now, he said that Loki is nowhere near – he said don't – how did he say it? He said, he said don't think Loki's gone just because I'm taking a break. Yeah, cool. he said Loki will come back. Yeah, and it he... will be me, but it'll be a while. And I'm thinking Secret Wars probably. Well, even or four or five if they want to fucking even without Secret back. Wars, even without anything like if they did announce another like MCU project for a little bit, right? The way they wrote that ending, it's not that they like killed him off or anything. He's just sitting at the tree, He's just chilling. Yeah. Chilling. You know, so it's gonna be tough for him to do stuff, but we'll see how he interacts. They can always fix they can it. Bring him back. Some sort of comic book nonsense. Because be... if if they don't bring him back for Secret Wars, what are you doing? I mean, it's fine. I don't care. Not that Loki was heavily involved in Secret Wars. I'm talking about like your End Game. You brought everybody back, even if Howard the Duck was like a fucking blink and you'll miss it cameo. Like you'll bring Loki back for some scene, Honestly, like you did with Red Skull, where he's just there. Well, like, okay, even cool. even without all that stuff. Even if you let's say they a Thor five, right? You know, and they want him in there, he can just be a projection of himself into the sacred timeline. You know what I mean? For sure, he doesn't have to be the same person. He can just be like, "Well, I projected myself from the 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 chair at the end of time." Type of thing. Very cool if you did that as well. You know, so he can still play the the role without actually being that version of the character. Yeah, but maybe he's not as strong or something. Right, could use it. You know. So yeah, really good. Let's do our book reviews and, and get out of here. Yeah, man. Fuck it up. You got it. Sorry, hold on. We have Carnage Number 1, written by Torin Gorbeck and uh, art by Perry Perez, produced by Marvel Comics. Uh, Carnage is back post-death of Venomverse, in which he now... Post-Rain Carnage. <laughs> it's another... I know, it's a new Carnage series. Um... He is free of Cleus Cassidy and has been off the chain with no host for a while now. And now it's time to bring back Cletus to rebond with Carnage. It opens up with them fighting at the world, not they, Carnage, the, the symbiote fighting at the World Library. Pretty much to be able to travel the multiverse and able to find himself a Cletus Cassidy that he can bond with. You know, it's cool. It's kind of what the last stories have been setting up with this hostless, this hostless carnage now needs to finally settle down and be rebonded. Um, they were supposed to do that in the last run. It didn't happen. Uh, now we're going into this new run and we're going, we're setting the stage for a Cletus versus carnage showdown. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I mean, I'm not a huge carnage fan, it, but it's good. I, I dig that he's getting solo books consistently. 
he has been. I think that's kind of cool. Like, he had that 2018. I don't even know if it was 2018. It might have been 2016. But he had that run by Jerry Conway with um, covers by Mike Del Mundo. I forget who the interior artist was. But it was, like, right before Eddie Brock redeemed himself, he was, like, still being a dickhead. It was still Eddie Brock as Toxin. That was, like, 18 issues. And I was like, this is such a weird book to have. But I'm excited because it's Carnage. And then, obviously, he dropped off. And then Donny Cates took over Venom. But ever since... um, after the king in black carnage has had like an ongoing for like the last like four years that's crazy and they said that this book kicks off the the start to the next big venom epic well we'll see what happens al ewing and ram v are finally planning on doing something i know i know trust me i know we'll we'll see where these go but what are you gonna do carnage versus venom like we had absolute carnage again you can't do King in Black. What's it going to be? King in Red? Come well, on. Well, we did Death of Venomverse, and that's what it was him versus Null. Yeah, but Death of Venomverse. It was, it was, it was Carnage versus Null. It was half baked Absolute Carnage mixed with I King know. Black. I know. But it was multiverse. Don't get me wrong. It was still cool, but, you know, it's just a rehash of all the ideas you've just done as a micro event. I know. It's described in the Marvel solicit as. Next Venom epic. Ugh, we'll see what happens. Indicating Let's move on. Carnage, or I'm sorry, indicating King in Black was an epic, which it was. Next up, we have The Holy Roller, written by Rick Remender, oh, Andy Samberg, and Joe uh, Troham, art by Ronald Boshi, and produced by Image Comics. This book is actually really cool, um, especially yeah. in this time of, uh, time of year and the era we're currently living in. Um, oh, that's a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, a guy returns home after leaving home for a while and take care of his sick dad and found out his entire town is run by neo-Nazis. And, um, I mean, every part of town is run by neo-Nazis. It's wild. It's actually kind of disconcerting when you read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and because his father was like a bowling champion, he becomes like a mass vigilante, the holy roller. Um, yeah, man. and he hunts down neo-Nazis. So it works. Uh, issue one is really the origin story of how he decides to become this, and this rest of the miniseries will be him in vigilante mode. It's a Punisher dark comedy, if you want to put it that way. Hell yeah, dude. Hell it's yeah. really good. And actually, it was, like I said, it was really weird when I read it. I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't realize how like publicly charged this book was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it wasn't originally supposed to be that politically charged, but because of the times... It was, yeah. Yes. I feel like it was just supposed to be a cool, fun, anti-hero action comedy thing done by the Lonely Island guy. Like, you know, Andy Samberg of SNL and comedy and then Rick Remender because they don't always trust actors anymore by themselves. So they shouldn't. It wouldn't fair unless they're known to be writers, which Andy yes. is. But, you know, Rick Remender, fucking get it. Get it, dog. But, like, it's... I, I can't – I don't have a leg to speak on in this fight, but I would say it shouldn't – it's more politically charged because of when it was released. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, and is it like based in politics? Just don't be a Nazi. That's the politics. Yeah, that's it. Like that's the – like if people are – I feel like people might complain about this book because, of course, they're releasing it right now. It's like, dude, this book was solicited before shit got crazy. Yeah. book was announced at Comic-Con. I know it was. So – Next up, we have Batman Off-World, written by Jason Aaron. This is Jason Aaron's first DC book. 
Um, and it's a young Batman too, so it's yes. like he, maybe he's setting up for the next era of Batman after Zdarsky's done. <laughs> no, it's not canon. Yeah, but it's, it's like what canon. Tom King did with some of his. Shut the fuck up, dude! It's, <laughs> it's like canon. Tom King with his with some of his books where he set stuff up in um, earlier books or later books that tied into his Batman run, which was cool. So it'd be cool if Jason Aaron ever gets to do a Batman or a Justice League, and he brings mention to this alien guy that was there. So Batman also is a black label, not canon book, uh, written by Jason Aaron, art by Doug Mankey. Um, this is Jason Aaron's first DC book. Um, it involves Batman, a young Batman, because they they the reason why they made it a young Batman is because one they didn't want it to be canon, so people would be confused um, about when this book takes place because Batman is currently offers out of his mind with the Zernar stuff. Um, and every story ties to the Zernar stuff, really, for the Batman family books. Um, also, it's the reason why they haven't put the Elseworld label on there is because it takes place with a young Batman. It could be something that they reference that happened earlier in his career uh, before he meets certain people, like before he meets Superman in, like, what you call it, in, like, Batman Superman World's Finest or whatever. Because he, he doesn't have uh, Robin in this book yet. Um, you yeah, this Batman book is not is, a black label book, by the way. It's just a DC book. It was supposed to be originally black label. The Tower of was solicited. No. They, I guess they, they, changed, they changed it on release. Because Jason Aaron's going to write Batman when Zdarsky's done. I'm calling it now, baby. <laughs> no, because um, Zdarsky said he's in it for like years for Batman. He's, Yo, he's doing a Joker. He's doing a Joker Year One story, which means he intends on using Joker soon. So Joker's I'm in, excited to see what he's got. Yeah, Joker's in the next the current arc, Mind Bomb. No, but I'm talking about like uh, he he's doing an origin story for Joker. He's setting yeah. something up. That's crazy. Well, he's that, not just is, using Joker. It's it's Mind Bomb first, which is Joker versus Batman, and then Year One, because yeah. we we just started Mind Bomb. Where well, yeah, Year One is the backup stories. Uh, year one's actually right after. There's no backup stories in this one. In uh, this okay. these issues, year because it's three issues of year one right after Mind Bomb ends because Mind Bomb is Joker versus uh, Batman slash Zern R, um, because that's the fight he Joker wants, and we know three Jokers. The book Batman Three Jokers is no longer ca- the Black Label book isn't canon, but the Three Joker story is because. That's what the final part of Gotham War says is Riddler talking to Bruce about there being three Jokers. He goes, all right, I already knew that. And says, see, just like 50. And then it's going to be him versus pretty much Zernar slash Joker uh, into year one, which will set up the new Red Hood gang and uh, the three Jokers again. A new Red Hood gang. Like, get out of here. Um, but yeah, Batman Offworld is Batman fi- being captured by a new villain, specifically created for the story, uh, in which Batman is pretty much—it's pretty much the his World War saga. I was gonna say it's like his Mongol. Yes, <laughs> it's his World Funny War saga. Enough. It's Batman fighting gladiator rings without his stuff. It's him, be- and it's it's to mm-hmm. set up a, an idea that Batman's like a force in the universe. Um, but also because he, he is sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but also because he's so young, he doesn't have the Justice League behind him. So it's it's him fighting yeah, aliens. He's still alone. He's still a lone wolf. Yes, um, it's him fighting aliens in a gladiator ring while this while trying to stop this guy from coming to Earth. 
It's pretty cool. And plus, you meet other alien species like Tamaranians and other uh, new. I was going to say, it looks like he's fighting a Tamaranian. Yeah, yeah there's, yeah, there's like a uh, Tamaranian girl that's an ally to him on it, on it. And then you meet the villain known as the Thanagarian later on. Nice. Uh, we have Luna Lodge from Darkness Comics, written by Tyler. Tyler Our boy. Yeah, Tyler Marcina and art by Mariko Klolik. Um, it's awesome. It's a cool twist on a werewolf story. Um, what happens when you think your wife's cheating on you and you find out she's actually just a werewolf? Um, Dude, I've been waiting for this book. When you first told me about it, I was like, damn, I can't believe that's not my idea. That's so cool. It's such a cool <laughs> idea. It, it's, you know what it is? Yeah. There are so many books that are coming out these days where I'm like, damn, this is so like, holy roller. Like, this is so cool. Why didn't I think of it? Like, that's such a like, wow. You know, we're, we're getting some good stuff, and this is one of them. It's really cool. What's really cool about this story is that it's a twist on the werewolf thing where it doesn't make it too hokey, where it's like, oh, secretly, my wife's a werewolf. All right, cool, whatever. You know, this is like, my wife's been a werewolf, and a, she goes to this lounge with other werewolves, and now I'm stuck here, and I can't get caught because they will kill me. Yeah, she's like, once a month, she goes on a girl's trip. And she never tells me what she's doing, so I followed her. <laughs> I think she's shooting on me. And guess what? I found out she's a werewolf, and now that I'm stuck here, they're going to definitely kill me if I get loose. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's like a horror suspense book with a really cool twist. I like it a lot. Um, it's really cool. And finally... <sighs> Sorry. We have Al Capone Vampire. From uh, written by J.C. Vaughn with art by Brendan and Brian Frame, uh, produced by uh, published by American Mythology. It's so Al Capone is reborn as a vampire after he got killed, and now he's trying to take over the underworld of Chicago again. Um, it's really just a kind of a cool, like kitschy alternate history book. Um, it's very campy. It's very much like it doesn't fit because like it's pseudo like modern. So when you have him talk and it doesn't make sense because he's like this gangster from the fucking twenties, who's also now a vampire. Um, but it's cool if you like horror, if you like like cool kitschy like horror books, like those like B movie horror stuff. This is the type of book that it is. Um, and normally I don't like like B horror movies because I find them like too kind of ridiculous and dumb. This actually is, is actually really good. It's kind of funny to read. Um, not as funny as Holy Roller, um, mm-hmm. but this is really—it's just a cool, fun book to read if you want a cool horror book that's not super gory, um, and also like it's more like a black comedy. It's Al Capone's Vampire. Come on, and that is it for our books. Actually, am I missing one? No, not that I could. No, we're good. We're good. And guys, that is it. Thanks for listening. You can head over to our website, andrewscomics.com. Check out this week's views and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at Andrew's underscore comics. The podcast Instagram at Andrew's Amazing Podcast. And on X at Andrew's Amazing for update news. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, share with a friend. As always, support your local comic shop. Guys, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we will see you guys next week uh, to talk about the Marvels. Uh, see you guys then. Have a good one. Peace. Peace.